Wolf alive, pal. How do you like them apples? Live on the rant, rantiumradio.com. Yeah, where did Kevin go? Kevin's gone. Kevin left. I'm here. He's back. Here he comes. Oh, oh, shit. Kevin just hurt himself. (laughs) Kevin's back. Like a vertebrae. How you guys doing tonight? Okay, you sound a little boogery. You all right? No, I'm good. I was just like, uh, I don't know. If it wasn't for you guys, I uh, wouldn't want to be podcasting tonight. Yeah, same here, buddy. I feel you. What you drinking? Uh, uh, nice cider. Oh, yeah. The good stuff. Look at you. Yeah, nice little cider. Told the wife this morning. I know I went to the gym with you last Monday night. I'm not doing it again this week. I'm going to enjoy myself. I went for like a, a, a four-mile walk today. Wow. Four miles. I'm my, I got my exercise in. I'm going to enjoy myself tonight. What do you yeah. do on the walk? Do you just walk or do you listen to stuff? I listen to podcasts. It's uh, satellite radio. All right. How's the Wi-Fi out there in Morris County? Great. No issues. I mean, I think it sucks right now here. I got one bar on my little screen here. So you still have Wi-Fi when you're walking around the, sh- the mean streets of Morris Plains? I got like the latest. I got like uh, an iPhone, so I'm good. Mm. What's that like? I don't have to worry about it. I'm more annoyed with the computer. Why is it? You guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, you sound fine. Okay, I got one little one little bar over here. You hardwired? Unstable. You look a little blurry. I got you know. Yeah, it's because of my shitty Wi-Fi, and I just threw up on my mouth. Might be might be time to invest in the in the hard cable. I don't know what it is, man. Sometimes it's perfect, and other times it's like this. It's it's very. It can be frustrating. Technology. You're right, Kevin. I might have to run it down to the old uh, router. Oh, yours is is yours all the way in like the base, like the bottom Dude, floor. Mine's all over. I got, I got Wi-Fi that reaches across the street on the football field. We're Wi-Fi up around here in this house. Oh man. So yeah, pick a pick a router, any router. Yeah, I got one in the bedroom. I could probably just plug into anyway. Enough about that. We got a, a huge show lined up for you guys and ghouls right. out there in wrestling world. As if you hadn't have uh, hadn't had enough wrestling this week, we're back to give you more. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about Supercard of Honor. We're going to talk about multiverse matches from Impact. We're going to talk about the NWA. We're going to Tony's going to tell us about the MLW. We got picks to talk about. Oh, boy, what a weekend it was. What a weekend it was for some of us. What a weekend it was for others. Plus, mm-hmm. Sean Donovan, uh, standalone pro wrestling, WrestlePro, ISPW. He's joining us shortly, so we're going to talk to him for a little bit. So much more. Kevin's got a top five list. Boom. Who's excited for that? Everybody should be. Well, maybe Yo. not. Maybe We'll see. Tony's you got Tony got to bring it tonight, T Donk. You feeling it? Bring in what? What do you want me to bring? Bring the thunder, bro. Why? It's nice out for a change. That's not that nice out. Thunder it up. Thunderstick. You got thunderstick, T Donk? I got an Amazon Fire Stick. No, nah, no. Nah, you still got a Fire Stick? No, actually, we don't. We we actually ordered a cable box again because the uh, Fire TV was garbage. So we stopped doing that nonsense. 
Well, we stopped doing fire stick nonsense. We're going to do Shining Wizards nonsense tonight. Episode 579. It's here. It's in your face. And it's coming at you next here at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And if you're on the rant, you're the best because we love you oh, and your no. ears. Yeah. Hit the yeah. fucking music, man. Come on. I'm dying over here. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Jay Briscoe, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Podcast. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? The no. stupid fucking question, Kevin. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That... Whoa! Hey, this is Moose. God, that was disgusting. Shining Wizards rule the world. You are tuned in live to episode 579 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live on the ranch, rantiumradio.com. Coming to you live and in living color on the Facebook, on the Twitch, on the Twitter, on the YouTubes. And going with you wherever you go because we are available on all podcasting platforms. But enough of the palaver. Time to do some wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt, KJG, fellas, Ooh. fellas, fellas, what a hell of a weekend it was in the world of pro wrestling. But before we get to that, I want to know how you guys were doing in the world this weekend. How was the weekends? Uh, I worked. Once. Jeez, I worked. I did a lot of work this week. I didn't watch a ton of wrestling. Well, you, you uh, didn't. You didn't direct it at either one of us. You just so it was like a free for all. Like we didn't know. Who was going to answer first? Matt, so you did not watch a whole lot of the, the wrestling. I didn't. I got Super Card of Honor in. Um, and then I just, you know, look, I had zero interest in WrestleMania. So um, I, I didn't watch it. I didn't get the nostalgia bug. I didn't feel like I, I didn't get f- uh, FOMO. Um, and I have social media. So anytime I was curious, I just opened up Twitter and uh, checked out what was going on and then went back to doing whatever I was doing. But I mean, there was so much more than mania. Like I know Zicky Dice had a show. There were probably tons of other like shows available, like on fight or, you know, I yeah, TV and all the whole that. bundle, I mean, the whole bundle uh, on fight was like $75 and there was like a bazillion shows. And I do feel bad that we couldn't, I couldn't like watch those shows like the, the, you know, the GCW shows or, you know, the Zicky Dice shows or the super, uh, the super uh, Russell Khan super show. But I mean, there really is are only so many hours in a day. So you pick out the stuff that you think that first of all, you pick out the stuff that you really want to watch, i.e. Ring of Honor, i.e. Uh, for me, 
multi uh, multiverse of matches. And of course, uh, I know I, I haven't watched a full episode of WWE in a while, but I, I sat down and bought and watched both nights of WrestleMania live. And uh, I was floored, floored by the shows. So, so I, everything that I watched this weekend was phenomenal because, and I'm not, I wouldn't expect anything less because this is the weekend where you bring it. Like you bring everything you have if you can, because it's, it's the money weekend. Good way to put it. The money weekend. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of money being spent. I, uh, I did not watch all of the WrestleManias, but, uh, I've watched quite a few of the matches uh, like you said, it's it, there's just not enough time, so it was a lot of picking and choosing. And, uh, of course, I am the MLW uh, slash NWA, uh, you know, component of the show, so I had to get those hours in. Not right. wasted, by the way, you know. But that we'll get to that when we get to the three count. But uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff on TV. A lot of stuff out there. A lot of stuff available. And Hi, Kate. Uh, you know, even even if you're not necessarily a WWE fan, I think there was a lot on those shows that, you know, could have found something that you were interested in. I mean, look, we sit here every week and we all like, yeah, we don't watch WWE, this and that, but dude, there was a lot that I was entertained with, honestly, watching the two nights of WrestleMania. Tony, I was um, live tweeting both nights, you know, here and there, had some stuff out there trying to be funny, trying to enjoy the shows. And I made, I made this one point on, on Twitter that like, I haven't watched WWE regularly in a long time, but if there were any two nights that could get me back to doing that, it was WrestleMania both nights, one and two. Like I think I that's was, a great point. If, if like they they sold me, and it's not just Cody, everything that they did sold me. So like I will watch, I will watch Mania. Uh, I mean, I will watch. You know, once as soon as we're done, I'll go watch Raw. I will watch SmackDown on Friday if I'm not out at the bar. Um, uh, I, I will do that. Uh, and we're going to dive. We got a lot of wrestling talk to dive into, but our guest is here tonight. So I'm going to bring in Mr. Donovan here. Uh, and I, uh, Mr. Sean Donovan, how are you, sir? Fantastic. It's been a long time coming. I have to, uh, shining was at seven over here. I, I badger like, Hey, you've been trying to get me. I've been trying to get on the show for the last five years. Yeah, well, I when you because I, I remember the the conversation verbatim. It was at the last Russell Pro show in Rawway, and you were like, "I would love to do the show." I'm like, "You've done the show," and and he was like, "No, I," and he was like, "No, I haven't." And I'm like, "Are you wait? You haven't done the show?" And he's like, "No, I've never done the Shotty Wizards podcast." And I'm like, "I so, uh, Sean, I have a bad memory, and I I think people have done the show that really haven't." And I could have sworn that you've done the show. So once you said that, the guys were like, anybody that you want? I was like, can we get a WrestlePro guy? They were like, yeah. I'm like, Sean Donovan. They were like, yes, we'll do it. So because of that, I couldn't believe that you've never done the show. I can't believe of all the guests you have. You can't remember who you have on. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like idiot is too strong, Kevin. Your memory is shit. Yeah, that's right. No, so it's he weird because he's got he's got good he's got a good memory when it comes to other things, but for some reason, guests on the show, it's like meh, out the window. Yeah. So I thought that I, I thought that we've had you and Austin Theory on the show, and apparently neither one of neither one have ever been on the show. So, you guys taking the time and having me on? Uh, no problem. Are you at the wreck right now? 
the wreck. We're getting ready for training here at WrestlePro. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. Sean Donovan, the Messiah of old school. We got a social media scrolling on the bottom. If you're watching on all of our platforms, at Sean Donovan 01 on Twitter and Instagram. My man. Sean, so, I got, listen, before oh, we get yeah, started, go. I, go, go, no, go. I, I do have to ask Sean a question. And I've known this because, you know, Jay Silva's always been around, you know, Pat Buck, Kevin Matthews, you know, from, from the old days of doing two and a half wrestlers. And you've always come up. Everybody's always said great things about you. But I got to ask you, what is Dipsy? Where does it come from? Because I seriously uh, don't know. I honestly do not know where the Dipsy comes from. It's taken on a life of its own. It, it, I, I, I probably have more nicknames in this business than, than anybody does. Dips came from, which started as Dipsy, all came from hanging out with the, uh, the former Heavenly Bodies and Falaba, and they would always dip, you know, the stuff, the tobacco dip and whatnot, and I always used to rip them because I always tell them, you guys are going to get sick from this shit. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I can curse on this shit. Uh, you can curse, it's cool. But they would always rip me because I'm the one that doesn't dip. So it just came up with dips, and then it evolved to dipsy move back to dip so it's uh, <laughs> i love it so the you, guy that, who doesn't dip gets the nickname dipsy yeah, and then all of a sudden everybody at wrestle pro calls me dips between kevin pat everybody it's like you know sometimes they put the names up on the board when you're when you're putting the book out it's not even sean donovan yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how many times i write for your match i don't write donovan i write i write dipsy for the for the for the cues and yeah, stuff i've had so many other but uh, that's the one. So I don't. Did we lose him? Are we good? I don't Got know. It? Did we? Did we lose me? No, you're good. No, you're everybody's I here. I was bad. My thing's going nuts over here. Sorry. Hi, I'm good. Everything's good on my end. Technology, baby. We fucking cool. We'll rule it. Fuck yeah tonight i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me Jesus. all right so sean you um i gotta ask about this i don't want to say it's a character because i really feel like it's who you are knowing you as long as i've had this grizzled angry wrestling veteran who posts these videos on social media all the time posts these twitter posts about attention promoters or attention indie wrestlers attention this and that how much of that is is you and how much of that is just playing the role of the most hated heel in New Jersey wrestling? Uh, wow. It's hard to say. Um, I, I want to say a really good portion of it is really me. It's, I want to maybe say 75, 25, because at the end of the day, I think the best, the best personas in wrestling are the ones that are real with the volume turned all the way up. Um, and that's just, to me, that's, that's what a character should be. It should be, the true elements of who you are with the volume at level 100. I think for me, growing up in that old school realm of, of pro wrestling, that golden era of wrestling, what I love watching, uh, and also partly of how I was trained, how I was brought up in the sport, uh, I think a lot of those char uh, the, the characters, a lot of those points play into the character. But I also understand that, that the industry as a whole evolves, right? The in-ring style is going to evolve. The characters are going to evolve, but uh, to me, I always still think wrestling should be predicated on good versus evil. I think those those matches, to me, personally, in my opinion, tell the best stories. Um, but seeing it the way that the, the, the industry has evolved in certain 
uh, ways where I think there's opportunities to do better, that's where my character takes advantage, kind of just goes after those those bullet points and those holes that guys leave. And when I say holes, like I was always taught, you know, there's there's levels to this. And when you're at the top level, uh, nobody should be able to poke holes in your business, whether that's in your day job or in pro wrestling, nobody should be able to poke holes in your business. And the holes that I see that are being poked by what's going on today, that's just an easy fit for my character to kind of jump in and just kind of take a shot at that. So um, I enjoy doing it. Um, a lot of it, again, are my real feelings, but uh, I'd say it's about 75, 25. And so just to piggyback on that, um, I see you uh, a whole lot in WrestlePro, obviously. Uh, every month, all the time, I see you, and you're easily probably, if not the most, you're right up there as the most hated guy that audience sees every every single month. And you've had some great opportunities lately. Uh, a lot of stuff with CPA, like Sandman was involved in uh, in some of your stuff. What's it like performing in front of that crowd? Because uh, the, the shows have been packed. They've been packed. Every single one since we came back have been absolutely packed. So what has it been like for you to perform in front of those crowds in the moments that you've been in? I've had so many amazing moments um, in my tenure here at WrestlePro. And, you know, coming here to WrestlePro with an opportunity, I basically had to start over. I was, you know, in other places, but I was kind of floundering and, and always enjoying being that that villain, that hated person. I, I said to myself from day one when I walked in this door, because it took me at that point 16 years to work in the rec center. And to me, this is the Madison Square Garden of the independence. So when I look back on those moments, I know that I, I earned them um, because I said to myself, you know, I want to be the most hated person in this building. I know this building has seen lots of classic matchups, um, lots of people that may not have been liked, but I want to truly be that unlikable person that there's just no likable qualities about me. And you, you see, Kevin, you know, I have absolutely zero redeeming qualities. <laughs> But that's always been my goal. And I, when I think about it at WrestlePro, I, I think of that uh, friendly competition with a Bobby Wayford, where I think we are up there as probably yeah. most hated individuals. And, you know, my goal is to be number one. Goal is to be number one. So I think in, in a competition way, a friendly competition way, we're pushing each other and, and the fans are the ones that end up winning because they get the best qualities uh, from both of us in that, in that villain role. Yeah. hundred percent. And um, so now you guys are going to be going to, and we'll touch on a lot of the other stuff that you've been up to because ISPW tri-state champion, standalone champion, all this great stuff. Um, making, making the, making the name for yourself, but you'll be going to Alaska again, uh, coming up, teaming with tracks to take on, I believe the Russell pro tag team champions, bear country. So, I mean, you and tracks, I can kind of see, uh, getting, I can kind of see that team working against you know guys that are comparable in size, maybe a little bigger than you two. What do you look forward about these Alaska trips? Uh, I look forward to getting away for a couple of days, that's for sure, um, and just kind of you know traveling with the boys. That's that's you know to me always been the best part of our our industry is the traveling. Um, but obviously the the end result is the performance, uh, and I'm uh, I've had the opportunity to work Bear Country once before when I, I teamed with Danny Moff and uh, it was a very hard-hitting affair and I know 
the, the three, the four of us are going to bring a very physical nature. I think we're going to bring a different physical nature than any other match on that show, just because we're four in your face, hard hitting guys. So I look forward to mixing up with those guys and I look forward to taking the wrestle pro tag titles from them. Nice. I like it. Um, so I talk about ISPW has researched. Uh, it's been doing hot houses in, in New Jersey and these were this is one of the companies that like we remember like from like back in the day and Tommy and working with Tommy. Um, what's it been like uh, coming with these guys coming back and you being an integral part in in their uh, I mean in their going forward? It, it's been a tremendous opportunity. I mean, uh, I think uh, you probably know this, and a lot of people. Know I probably would not have gotten my start in professional wrestling if it wasn't for ISPW. Tommy Fierro was running conventions and independent shows. Uh, back in the 90s, when I was still going to all the coaches, all pro, all the spots. And it was just through at those shows and conventions that led me to other shows that eventually led me to networking, finding the right school to go train at. So it's really cool to come full circle and be able to work with ISPW after being a fan for so many years prior. Uh, and to be an integral part of the company uh, means a lot to me that somebody like Tommy would, uh, you know, put me in a position to, you know, contribute like that. And anytime you're being in any promotion, I think any performer should take it very seriously in that, you know, someone is trusted with their brand. Uh, and as a performer, as a professional, it's it's up to guys like us uh, to really bring that to that level of intensity and aggression and ability to that crowd. And in the hopes that those crowds continue to grow. Well, you talk about coming full circle with Tommy Fierro, and and you mentioned you're at the Rec Center, WrestlePro, and Pat Buck in the news today. Um, uh, you know, how important has it been to be under the Pat Buck learning tree, and what does it mean? Because I know that you are one of the the teachers over there at the school. What does it mean for you that he gives you that trust? He trusts you to train the next generation of the WrestlePros, the, the kids that he's going to go out there and promote and say. You know, come down to the rocks, the rec center. You're going to see Fala and and Sean Donovan and Bobby Wayward, the foundation. But also, check out these new kids. How much does that mean for you? It means a hell of a lot. Um, just being able to have the opportunity to help mold some of these young kids under that Pat Bug learning tree, and I've learned so much just being at Russell Pro because Pat is such a a uh, wealth of knowledge. And you know, even under the WWE banner, it's a lot of the advice given me with different matches that he's watched and being able to produce and critique uh, has helped me open up my mind so much more in that there are so many different ways to go about how to put a match together or different points of a match and where you should speed things up, where you should slow things down. Um, but being able to have that knowledge that I have over the years of being in the uh, and being able to just play a small part in helping mold this next you know crop of talent um, it's something in a lot of ways to me money can't buy, um, you know, because I was taught very early on, a lot of the advice that I was given was, you're not going to understand what I'm saying right now, but in the next year to five, these bullet points, the light bulb is going to start going off. And I'm already starting to see that with some of these young crop of guys that have been here for the last year or two. I really see a lot of them coming into their own from the advice that they're taking from me, from LSG, from Bobby Wayward. So there, there's a there's a special place in my heart when it comes to coaching and training and, and developing young talent. Um, 
that in a, in a lot of ways money can't buy when you see them being able to go out in front of a crowd and shine. So it means a whole hell of a lot to be under this banner with, uh, you know, with WrestlePro and, and under under Pat's, you know, learning tree. And I just want to I just want to throw out a name real quick because you put him over huge on Facebook, and I've been a fan of his since I started seeing him in the opening matches, uh, you know, the six mans and and this and that. Uh, MGK is um, a tremendous. I think he has a tremendous future, uh, and if he wants it, which he clearly does. Uh, thoughts on guys like him, and even like a Leo Sparrow, who I, I, he might be a New York guy, but I know he's around. So um, thoughts on on any particular talents in the school that you think that are really going to explode in Russell Pro? Yeah, I, I think I's the limit for anybody that consistently trains, consistently takes critique um, well, and, and is open to constructive criticism. Uh, again, GKM and Leo Sparrow, two guys from, from... Wait, what did I say? What did I call them? GK. Oh, I, I got it wrong, but I know, you know who I'm talking about. No, I know you're talking about. Um, you know, both from two different, um, you know, from both sides of the Russell Pro family, Creator Pro family, one from from the New York, one from the Jersey. But there's a heck of a lot of that's out there. Um, you have guys like, uh, you know, the the Rat Bastards with Adam Kirkland and uh, Xander, and and Xander. Um, you've got, uh, you know, Colton. Yeah, Colton's another one. You know, uh, a collegiate athlete. Um, so there's a, there's a whole host and, and the guys that I, they're pictured in my head, but for some reason, the names are not, are not coming out. Welcome to, welcome to the club. We just can't remember shit. You know, for any young talent, one of the things that I think is really cool about the talents at the Wrestle Pro Creative Pro family is that the guys aren't resting on their laurels and just saying, okay, I trained at the school. I get to be on the railway shows or this and that. That's not what they're doing. These guys are getting out in cars together, just like I did 20 years ago. And they're traveling. They're doing the drives. They're very humble. They're going to shows where they're not booked on. And they're asking just to be a sponge and help out. And guys like GKM and a few others have already gotten opportunities at different independent promotions by just doing those things. And that's what you have to do to make a name for yourself in the early years of uh, being a professional wrestler is you've got to be a sponge. You've got to get out there. You've got to serve um, because in the beginning, no promoters coming to you. You've got to go to them and you've got to show them that you want an opportunity. And when that opportunity comes knocking, you got to be able to knock it out of the park. And that's what somebody like a GKM has done in any of the places that he's gone to. Uh, you talk about knocking out of the park, standalone wrestling heavyweight champion. Uh, my count, and I could be wrong, eight successful defenses since 2020 when you took the title from Joe Gacy. And you, dare I say, one of your biggest challenges coming up, coming up May 21st at, let me just make sure I get this right, Yankee Doodle Slambury in Connecticut. You will defend that title against Davey Richards. Now, you've shared the ring with... Brian Cage, Ace Austin, Casey Navarro, some superstars, some big up-and-comers. Davey Richards, biggest challenger to the SAW championship? Absolutely, uh, 100%. Uh, a guy I have tremendous amount of respect for, a guy that as soon as that match was announced, I started upping my cardio. So, uh, you know, Davey Richards, incredible performer. He's a machine inside that ring. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing... How, how the fans are going to come out the winner. 
uh, of that match, regardless of who gets the pinfall. Uh, I'm really looking forward to once again continuing to show individuals why, in my opinion, uh, I don't want to say all across professional wrestling to a certain degree, but I want to continue showing people across the Northeast that I am one of the best kept secrets around. Yeah, you have the track record to prove it. Wins over Homicide, TJ Marconi. I mentioned Navarro, three way with Ace Austin and Brian Cage. You got the wins, brother. Now, does the package hold up to Davey Richards' package? Did you see that picture? He had that hitter out, bro. <laughs> that thing is. Jesus. What? He had that dong, bro. You see that picture? I have not seen that picture. <laughs> I'm saying no comment in medical. You should <laughs> spend more time on the internet. It's fantastic. It's, um, it's, it's, imp- it's impressive. It really is. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, ISPW, uh, May 7th, they're right over here in Mendham, doing the uh, the Mendham Sports Arena, the big convention, and the show at night. Um, you mentioned that the WrestlePro, the young kids. Who's a young standout in ISPW that you've yet to get in there and defend your title against? Who would you like to defend it against? Uh, so anyone you have your eye or your sights set on. I don't know why I can't fucking talk tonight. That's weird. You suck. <laughs> because he's become a member of the roster and he's proven it to himself is JKM. He's a young kid I'd like to get in the ring with, you know, whether it's at WrestlePro or ISPW, and uh, teach him what I, I've taught him already, but let him know that uh, the teacher can't, can't uh, lose to the student. Doesn't one day the student become the teacher? Not in my book. <laughs> right? Because what happens to the teacher? What does the teacher become? The teacher just keeps ducking all challenges. He goes six feet under, and he'll call himself undefeated. <laughs> so uh, I, don't, I think it would be silly for us not to talk about the huge weekend, WrestleMania weekend, a thousand shows. I saw you tweeted out about the uh, the Briscoes-FTR match. Um, we kind of started talking about it before, we got, uh, before you joined us, but the whole weekend is amazing, especially if you're a wrestling fan. Um, how hard is it for you as a professor? Because I do a fucking wrestling podcast, and I'm like, I I didn't even attempt it this year because it's I fucking burns me out just to watch twenty four hours of wrestling in four days as a wrestler. So this is this is your your job, your dream, the whole nine yards. Like, how much do you digest this weekend? I digested a lot, but not as much as I wanted to. Uh, I've I've got the list to watch. Uh, catch up on but you know i i did catch up on on ring of honor super card of honor specifically because i wanted to watch that briscoe's ftr match i mean tag team where i i fell in love with professional we have four guys know what they're doing plus a referee the magic surmountable but not just watching it as a fan watching former to study it study everything that's going on in and around the match itself and then watching both referees is uh, catching up on a show where I kind of just sifted through it. I haven't had a chance to really sit down and watch it completely as a whole. But I think for any young performer or any performer of any experience level, this is a great week get in as much as you possibly can and study all of it because you'll have so much time and the amount of shows that were available and the amount of stories that were told in each of those matches uh, if you're a performer, you'd be a fool to not study every inch of what you can get your hands on from this weekend. Uh, did you have a favorite? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Kev. Did you have a favorite match from the weekend? 
Yeah, out of what I've seen so far, I, I, I think, again, as far as tag team matches go, that FTR Briscoe's match was incredible. And, you know, from a singles, you know, perspective match, you know, to me, I love the AJ Styles edge match. And I really enjoyed the story between Becky and Bianca Belair. I mean, uh, they told a really amazing story in, in there. So out of what I've seen so far, those those are my three standout matches so far. So uh, I know. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. So, so speaking of tape study, what's on uh, what's on tap for the school tonight? What do you have? What are you going to have these uh, these youngsters uh, partake in tonight? Uh, we'll decide that once the rest of the coaches get here. But it's uh, you know everything that we focus on here at the school is all around fundamentals and the basics because that's you know if you want to make it to a higher level, a WWE and AEW, it's not about the moves, it's not about the dives. It's about you know, what you can showcase from a fundamentals perspective. If you don't have those fundamentals, somebody in a higher power can notice that right away and they're going to move on to the next individual. Those are really all the things that that we are, are first and foremost teaching here at the school uh, is those basic fundamentals. Go. I'm going to do some, some fantasy booking here, Sean. You get to pick one tag team partner and you can wrestle any tag team. What is Ooh. like your dream tag team partner, tag team match? Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm biased because I teamed with him before, but to me, I think greatest, greatest tag partner is Dan Moff. I, I think he and I, when we were teaming together, we had something very unique, very special. Uh, we had a look to us that just said, if you fuck with us, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Match goes, I would, a fantasy match would have to be me and Moff versus the Briscoes. Whoa. Nice. I dig that. Now, how do you measure up to the moth smell? Because he is the nicest smelling professional wrestler slash man. Pre-pandemic, he would come to Tony's. Tony's couch would smell like a dream for like three weeks. Uh, I can't say the same for some of the other people we've had in the house. Well, the oils that he kept. Uh, I think I learned a little bit or two from him. I upgraded from gum back spray. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still an axe guy. So. Well, you don't have an air freshener in your car. He is the air freshener, so <laughs> you know, he's good for the next. Two. Dan Moff might be the air freshener for the tri-state area. Yeah, he might. <laughs> might be. God, I lo- love that guy. That's for sure. <laughs> Best best smelling man in in wrestling. Uh, Twenty plus year career, uh, Sean. What are what are your goals? Um, you know, in twenty twenty two and going forward. Obviously, um, you know, unfortunately, time is the enemy, and we all get older. I mean, I can barely get out of my fucking chair, and I'm only forty. So, uh, and I don't do damage to my body like you guys do. What's the goal in twenty twenty two and going forward? Is is being a teacher, running your own school? Uh, what's what's Sean's future look like for us? Obviously, I want to be able to get out when I want to get out and not have my body tell me that, um, which is a huge plus there. I think the rest of 2022 and going forward, I, I just want to continue having really great matches uh, and really maximize minutes with any opportunity that I'm put in front of. If bigger opportunities, you know, decide to showcase themselves in front of me, I'm going to take advantage of those. Um, 
but I think really fun goals that I have is uh, I want to hit as many states as I possibly can and hit that magic number 50. I'm at number 25 or 26, so I'm right at that 50% mark. Um, as far as the future goes, uh, coaching and training is really getting this under my belt um, because who knows where the holds. Maybe one day I will have my own school or, or you know, who knows where WrestlePro will grow to, where we'll all be different. Really just taking everything I like to take day by day what, what opportunities present themselves. Oh, Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, he's the current ISPW Wrestling Tri-State Champion, the SAW Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he is at WrestlePro. He's at SAW. He's at ISPW. He's crushing it. He's killing it. One of these days, we're going to do a show in studio. And we got to get you got to get like the proper come down to the wizard studio. You know, maybe we we lace a couple drinks on you. We draw some dicks on your face. Mm-hmm. We laugh. You know what? We're changing up, dude. Post pandemic. We were all good. Going forward. We're going to I'm going to be a maniac with guests. Not hey. just you, Sean, not you, but just in general. Tony's shaking his head, but it's his house. So I'm just going to run amok there. All car is fully stocked with bourbon and scotch whiskey. I am all in. I like it. See, I like what we're looking at. Tony's. What are you all disheveled for, Tony? Oh, drawing penises on people's faces. I don't what know, are you, man. I am, I am so fucking off tonight. I don't know what it is about me. I, I just, I'm not having yes. a good. I'm bad here. Oh, you're good. You're aces, baby. I feel like I need, like, I can't talk like more than usual. I need like a reset button over here. All right. Well, Sean, on that note. Guys, I'm follow sorry, the Messiah of old school. Yeah, so much, man. This is embarrassing. This is this is the worst. <laughs> at Sean Donovan 01 on Twitter and Instagram. Buy a t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Sean Donovan. And don't spell it the wrong way. I will punch you in the face and so and so will dips. Uh we will punch we will both punch because no, because people spell it with the O, like jerk, like jerk offs. So it is what it is. Sean, I will see you uh in Rawway coming up in May. And uh, have a safe trip to Alaska. And thanks again for uh, for long overdue joining us tonight, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the rest of your uh, your show tonight. Oh, it's going to be a bitch. Trust me. Come on. I'm going to turn this shit around, I think. I don't know. Thanks, well, thanks for joining us again, brother. Appreciate it. On location, live from the Rawway Rec Center. Home. So Matt gets excited. Fuck you! I asked the first question tonight. Dude, I'm. A I don't know what's going on with me over are you, here. I'm are like, you having a like? Are you having like a legit like panic attack? Like, no, I like... just can't find like my footing. I can't get my words right. Drawing penises on guests. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a yeah. maniac all of a sudden. Well, you have always been the maniac, but it's kind of like life imitating art at this point. I don't know yeah. what's so going now, on over here. Yeah, make sure i know that was um that was a good time sean's been like people don't realize how long he's been around 20 like 20 years like that's insane and the fact that he never was on this show is is mind-boggling to me but i'm glad that we had him and it was a good time and shared some insight um you know i didn't realize he was going to be at the wreck at this time but i should have because it's monday and they have class on monday i did not realize that and didn't put two and two together there but um good times and and uh, that was that was Sean Donovan, the Messiah of old school, the grizzled vet, the man, Dipsy Do. If he opens a wrestling school, it's got to be called the Sent to Slaughter Academy. I think that's what you got to go with. That's what their tag name was. Oh, you needed that shit. I, I couldn't. That out there. I couldn't think for the life of me 
what the name of that team was. I think we got I, a liner from Sent to Slaughter too. I think we got. A yeah, we did. I got. Yeah, we did. Um, because I know he was with the guy Mike, who he originally started with in IWF years and years ago. As who, and Mr. they were Hunt. No. no. Oh, boo. Yeah. Oh, boo. And they were dirty and durable, like vets, and they had a nice little run. He's been around for a while, so that's good. Thank you, Dips. Yes, and. Uh, we do apologize for the internet connection. He was at the school. He was in the locker room. So, um, yeah, did not. It is what it is. He got it in. Get your yeah. shit in, bro. That's it. All right. So we were talking before uh, Mr. Donovan joined us about WrestleMania weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I think the catalyst of the conversation was me saying I only watched this the Supercard of Honor because. Uh, I didn't have any interest in WrestleMania. Um, and I did want to watch the Impact the Multiverse thing, but I just, it's hard enough for me to watch just a week's worth of wrestling, let alone like these fucking three, four hour shows. Like, I just, there's yeah. no fucking time. And I'm not, no, I, can't, them- I can't sit through fucking 12 hours of WrestleMania over two nights. I'll fucking yep. hang myself. That was six hours a night, bro. That That's just, that's just fucking insane. That's insane. One, uh, one, no. Last well, night, if you watch the pre-show, Kevin. Oh, if you watch the pre-show, who's doing that? The, the, there are people that fucking watched it, bro. There were no probably, matches on. There were no matches on the pre-show. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like you get to hear like the 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 analysts go into things. You get the backstories. You well, know, you get to hear JBL ramble nonsense. You get to hear model. You, Stupendous you hear model. Booker T with his shucky ducky quack quack moment of the night. You get to Let hear. Me, I can't. I wish I could do a Booker T. Yeah, people fucking people like that. I guess I don't know. Yeah, some people are into that shit. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I tuned in just because I didn't know what time WrestleMania started. I thought it actually started at seven, so like, I caught like the last hour of the pre-show, uh, just because I thought WrestleMania started at seven, so it would end early. No, official card started at eight. Both nights. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so now, like Saturday and Sunday, if you want to watch both shows, you're up till midnight. Like, who wants to fucking do that? That's not terrible. On a Sunday, dude, till midnight? Like, that's after no, watching I, I, Saturday no. till midnight? Eh. I mean, and if you I, I, mean, I, guess I'm, I, I guess I'm in a different, like, case because I could sleep till, like, whatever I want on the, ne- the next day. But then but, the other thing, too, is, like, if you're if you're all in with WWE, then you got NXT on Saturday at noon as well. So you're looking, like, noon to two or whatever that ran, and then, like, right away at six, you're picking yeah. up all over again. It's a lot, dude. It's a fucking lot of wrestling. Oh, it, is. it is and that's why you have to pick and choose what you want to watch and um that i watched uh impact uh multiverse uh and I, that was on after supercard of honor so i don't know if you want to go chronologically or not um, we could talk about we could do it in whatever order you guys want i tell yeah, you let's, what let's you do did, impact let's do impact first because we can do impact or- right now because Cause... all the other shows are shows that have like pick implications, so I figure let's get yes. Kevin floor, let him do what he's got. No, and, and there's really not much of a floor because this show was hyped up a lot, and it should have been because of the matches and the different people from different companies coming in. But at the end of the day, it was just another placeholder because we all know the 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 trajectory the trajectory of what impact storylines are that they're all going towards rebellion. So I put a lot more stock in this show than I probably should have. With that being said, all the matches from top to bottom were were incredible and they were super enjoyable to watch. 
Uh, I would give the nod if I had to for match of the night would be a toss up. And this is just my preference would be a toss up between Alex Shelley and speedball Mike Bailey. And then Alex Shelley's tag team partner, Chris Sabin and switchblade switchblade and, and shell and, uh, and Sabin got a lot of time. It was it was cool. It was fun. Like, and also going back to speedball, I didn't realize speedball didn't wear shoes, but he wears kick pads. Yeah, he's like a ninja or some shit. He's like barefoot, and he wears like complete like kick pads and like shoe and foot protectors. But there's no soles. Yeah. No, Why no, are there no, no soles? He's a uh, he's a foot soldier. Is that what it is? I have no fucking idea. Because uh, I, I would have believed you if you told me that. I know he's like a karate guy. He does karate. Yeah, but, but, don't, but don't they wear like at least like slippers or something? Maybe he's maybe it was a slipper-free weekend for him. Maybe his shit got lost in the fucking yeah, I don't airport. know. But those two matches were incredible. And then we talked about the Briscoes and FTR. The Briscoes also had a match with the Good Brothers, which closed the show. And that was a losing effort. So the Briscoes lost twice in one night uh and uh but that was again there was nothing the matches were good but there was nothing like stand outy about really anything um jay white and and chris bay came out and cost the match for the the briscoes so there was like tomfoolery it was like a tv finish it was um uh what else what else you had you know obviously my dear good close personal friend matt cardona and uh and Chelsea Green lost their match to Nick Aldis. <laughs> you fucking losers. And Mickey James. <laughs> double double cloverleaf action. Solid stuff. You're <laughs> a fucking loser. What about the uh the returning Taya Valkyrie? I was gonna get there. Okay. I'm sorry. I was That's trying right. to No, no, yeah, that was cool, but I mean they didn't really do much. She just came in, she had a mic. I honestly don't even remember if she said anything. I don't think they got into a fight or anyone slapped anybody. Um but yeah, Tyra Valkyrie was cool because when I, I wasn't sure who it was gonna be because I don't rem- I didn't remember her entrance before she left. So when they did like the spray paint thing and all that stuff, and then of course once she came out, it was awesome. Tyra Valkyrie's back. I wonder if that will lead to uh, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, Johnny World uh, lead to him coming back. But obviously, which is also a weird thing too because now I don't understand why, and I know I'm probably jumping ahead. I don't know why Diana Perazzo is. The Ring of Honor World Champion on Impact, but couldn't be on the Ring of Honor show because there were a lot of people pulling double duty that night. So unless Tony Khan just didn't book her, or I think it's a build. I think it's they're they're building a story. I think that's why Mercedes won. But someone doesn't make one one appearance, and you have to have an interim champion. They did the same shit with Sammy Guevara with the TNT title, didn't they? Again. Yeah, but that wasn't that with someone that was going to be out for it. Wasn't that broke? Cody, he was out for a week. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think he was they're legit just, out think, for a week. I think they're just. Uh, I think they're just writing. A, you know, he's he's building a, a story. Like, what if, what if he can't get Diana? Like, he can't get her. Yeah, you know what? You're be, right. No, because what? Because when it's when this whole thing started, Tony Khan did not own Ring of Honor. Right, and don't forget, we were without a Ring of Honor Women's Champion uh, long before the pandemic started because of what happened with uh, Tony's girl, old Donut Hole. So, you know, <laughs> stop, sh- pand- stop shaming that that beautiful woman. Look, I think Kelly Klein's a, 
a dime piece, but Tony's got something with her belly button. He's into weird shit. No, I never no, said she. I actually brought it up. See, I never said she was on. I actually brought it up, but no. I didn't hate it. Tony Kevin wants, hate to, it Kevin wants to put a little glaze on the donut belly. <laughs> Not gonna say no to that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It'll be you know again. We did. We got. Uh, no answers as to what the direction of Ring of Honor is going to be, so we don't know what any of this means. Um, but it'll be interesting. It was fun. Uh, the show. Uh, this is. We talked about it last week. Uh, for me, the only two shows I want to watch were Super Card of Super Card of Honor and this show, this Impact show. Yeah. So I would like to go back and find time to watch it. You, you, it, it, it's long. It's long. It's like That's the problem. like. I would love to tell you that, like, oh, I'm gonna watch it this week. It's not gonna fucking happen. Yeah, you might have to watch it. You might have to watch it in like. You might have to watch it in like spurts. Like, if you have like 20 minutes here, half hour there, Uh, because the the Ultimate X match was was awesome. Blake Christian was involved in that after also working, um, ROH. So again, like nothing was wrong about the show, and the crowd was hot. It looked like a packed house. It was probably like the, I would say like. After watching Impact through the pandemic and in all these venues where every setup looks exactly the same, it was refreshing to see Impact in a different atmosphere. And I, that WrestleCon atmosphere in those big ballrooms in the hotels is is something is something cool. Like going back, I mean, we did the, when we did the WrestleCon that years and years ago. Like it wasn't in it was in a big expo center, right? It wasn't in the matches were never held in. A ballroom of a hotel, correct? No, the matches were in the same room as the like. There was a divider where Virgil was, yes. and then the wrestling was on the other side of the divider. So I feel like since then they <laughs> that just popped me. Um, I just feel like since then they've been having wrestle cons in these banquet halls that are that can facilitate a lot of people, and they're fun, and you can walk in and out, and you can you can get a beer and come in and sit, and it, the atmosphere is just so incredible for these these shows and to see that and not in just a place where you know it's there's like 30 or 40 people sitting around the ring and then maybe another 40 overall is um it was refreshing for impact and i think that they deserve it i think that they put on a great show every week and it's 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 just you had the four-way tag team match with the influence retaining without caleb with the k there so uh it, it was just a good show. It was fun. It, 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 I I enjoyed watching it. A little long, but again, the payoff for Impact was going towards Rebellion. Oh, Moose and um, oh God, Moose and PCO versus Josh Alexander and Noah or jo- uh, Jonah Noah Jonah. Um, weird match when you first saw it on paper, but uh, great story. To- I want to see PCO versus this guy who also had a tremendous match with uh, Kenny uh, Eddie Edwards. I want to see PCO versus Ishii. Big Tom. I want to see that. If that could happen in my future, I would love that. But the, the Eddie Edwards Ishii match was straight up strong style. Anything like like you would expect it to be with Eddie Edwards and uh, especially Ishii. Um, so, yeah, again, go out of your way to watch it if you want, Matt. Watch it in segments. I would watch. My advice to you would be watch Edwards, Ishii, Shelly, Bailey, uh, Sabin, Switchblade. And obviously you're a Briscoe's guy, so you know watch that too. It's uh, it was just good. 
Yeah, and uh, the rumor is that they want the Briscoes there more at Impact, so hopefully we'll see them there more. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm trying to see if there's a PCO Big Tom match. Did they ever fight before? I'm trying to see. Let's see. Uh, we got PCO Jeff Cobb was in a six-man tag match. Taven PCO in a singles. Uh, Jeff Cobb, Jay Lethal, PCO, and Roosh. What's that? A four-way? Yeah. That's oh, because yeah, PCO was the, the champ at some point. Wait, wait but that was... No, nah, he was a six-man tag team champion and a tag team champion. He was never a singles. Dude, PCO, like, it's so weird with him. Like, we've been talking about him and this resurgence for, like, a good, like, five years now. Wait, wait, PCO was the Ring of Honor champion, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, I said, yeah. but I, maybe not in that match is what... Uh, it was so forgettable. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate. No, it, was when, it was when Ring of Honor tried to do, like, sports entertainment. and the, With the, the car fucking... battery, with the fucking <laughs> Destro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking boo. That was, was rough. Bad. That was rough. I don't think him and Big Tom ever went one-on-one. I'm telling you, I want to see it. Because, dude, every time, like, PCO does something where, like, someone, like, 10 or 20 years younger does... Like PCO, like just the fact that PCO is still doing a top rope leg drop is like impressive as hell to me. Let alone doing that weird cannibal stuff on the apron. Like, it's I would I would love to see PCO versus Ishii. Okay, so I just looked up, um, and usually I have my finger on the pulse of what was. There's so much shit going on this weekend, so I I blo- may have missed this. Okay, this was a match, guys. Oh, this is a great question that I forgot to ask Dipsy. Anyway, Onita, Colt Cabana, Juice Robinson, and the Rock and Roll Express Ooh. against Barry Horowitz, Fandango, Jimmy Wang Yang, Enzo, and PCO. That happened this weekend. Uh, what? Uh, what is that? Zicky Dice's Outlandish? It was WrestleCon Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. That's a whole lot of talent. And a whole lot of and a whole lot of fun, I'm sure. Which I think, uh, I think they gave away like five grand too to the best match, and Bandito and Mike Bailey won that. That's not fair. What do you mean? The fucking card is loaded, bro. Mia Yim, Athena, Big Tom against Timothy Thatcher, Taya Valkyrie against John Morrison, husband and wife fighting. Yeah, Minoru Suzuki, Biff Busick, Laredo Kid, Michael Uka, and Ray Oris against Ace Austin, Black Torus, and Josh Alexander. The Briscoes against the Rottweilers. This show was fucking stacked. Ah. Black Torus Hogan. Black Torus. So. And that, was, and that was the, what, the Hitchcock Memorial Show? Yeah. Russell Khan Hitchcock Memorial Show. Do we want to talk a Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor? Do we want to talk picks? Well, I mean, we got to talk gonna... Ring of Honor, Supercard. To get and if we're going to talk on. picks about this show, I mean, I think we got to cue something up, right? Oh. I, don't know if we, I don't know if we can play that song, Kevin, because it might be a copyright strike, my friend. No, uh, this is, this is a... No, no. Kevin's looking for something else. Why? What does Kevin want to play? Do I Do I know? I mean, did you take a... Do you know what my picks were? Oh, you fucking hand job. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, baby. 
Are you? Did this really happen? Oh, oh, it happened. It happened. All right. So uh, I will put up. I will put up the totals once we have talked about all the shows. Uh, I'm just pulling up the individual shows. So Supercard of Honor uh, was the eight matches that we picked. I wish we had seen the pre-show matches, although I don't think they announced who Tolly Blanchard's tag team was. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. So we picked eight they, matches. They didn't announce anything for the pre-show, as far as I know. Um, Kevin, no, you know what? I'm going to go backwards. Tony was the lowest man on the totem pole there. He was five and three. Okay. Uh, respectable. Respectable. I also had a respectable record of six and two, but Kevin, Kevin ran the table. That's insane. That's insane. And wow. Good for you, man. Ah, I needed uh, that. The, the, the difference was he took Mercedes Martinez and me and you both took Willow and yeah. he took FDR and me and you both took the Briscoes. Yeah. And what was the yeah. other one that I missed? Uh, you oh, took Josh Woods instead Josh of Wheeler Woods. They did. They did Josh dirty. That sucks. Business man. Business is business. Fucking Wheeler Yuta. The fucking happy go lucky best friend Wheeler Yuta. He's oh, not though. See? He's not anymore. See, you don't watch the product. Yeah. Gives a shit. What? Tony hates Yuta. Why don't you put that up on the screen? Oh, gives oh, a shit. A, you should a give a idea. shit because you. Lost that match because you're not watching or keeping tabs on AEW. I don't care if you to give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Motzbach. Thank you. Nice work, KTG. Thank you very much, Milwaukee Mock. Um, so I finally I started it Saturday night. I started I didn't get to watch it live, and I avoided social media for up until last night. Um I started watching Saturday night, and when I started uh, tagging the wrong Mercedes Martinez, I decided it was time for me to go to fucking bed. It was like one thirty. Some lady's like, uh, wrong Martinez, and I was like, I'm going to bed. It's fucking late. I'm tired. I had two very strong Jack and Cokes. It's time for me to go to sleep. And then even when you wrote that tweet, you still like had grammar. It's like, that's how we, that's we, how no, we have like. Uh, I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. We, that's how we have to go to bed. Uh, but I, I, I appreciate it because I had just got done uh, doing the WrestleMania stuff and you jumped right in there with the, the Ring of Honor stuff. I'd actually started, props to Kevin for his WrestleMania coverage for both nights because he got lots of traction at Kevin Grifo on Twitter if you're not following him. Uh, do it because he was crushing WrestleMania weekend. I started Supercard of Honor pre-show at 11. And I was going to start tweeting, but I didn't want it to cross over. So I waited yeah. until Mania was done. Appreciate that. Tony, did you get to see any of this? No, I did not. Okay. Um, it, it felt like a Ring of Honor show, man. It was fucking awesome. Yep. I agree. Um, I thought Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman did a phenomenal job. Um. It, it was it was great. It was, it, you know, again... If you listen to the media scrum afterwards, like we still don't know what the idea is for for TV. Um, you know, w- w- there's just we don't have a clear path. But I can honestly say I loved this. Lived up to the hype for me, Kevin. I don't know how you felt about it. You you definitely felt like something was changing, but at the same time, you're not totally upset with the change. Because you know how deep and talented AEW's roster is, and you know that Ring of Honor 
is still going to be a place where talented ring of honor style wrestlers will work, whether or not it's the entirety of the original roster or not, you know, that whoever wrestles in ring of honor is going to belong there. Like the wheeler you does like heck, even the Brian cages, uh, throwing something, throwing something different into the, into the, to the wheelhouse. Uh, I know, I don't know how you want to do this, but like, even like, I think the whole story of the night was uh, revolved around one guy for the most part. And that was Jay lethal. I was, I was just going to bring, I said, I was just going to bring that up, Kev. I thought they did an unbelievable job of, of kind of, and I don't mean this to sound disparaging, but Jay lethal belongs in ring of honor. Like it was a great business idea for him to try and go outside when they said ring of honor is closing. And Tony Khan went to him and said, here's the deal and look if you read some of the the stuff that came out this weekend like the reason tony khan never said anything to brian cage about like when brian cage was like yeah i re-signed my contract but i don't have anything going on was because tony khan had this idea for him but he couldn't tell him because he was in negotiations to buy ring of honor right so like even brian cage was like i i was in the dark the whole time until after that interview um but he this is like they they dropped him right back in where he needs to be jay lethal and, and the stuff with lee moriarty and sanjay dutt and, and the fucking samoa joe stuff and Gre- it is a chef's kiss Mwah. yeah it was they they Tony, hit a home run Tony. <laughs> they, they, they hit a home run with this show to me they really did. I thought FTR Briscoe's lived up to the fucking hype. I thought, excuse me, Gresham and Bandito delivered. Um, you know, there was some like Minoru Suzuki, Rhett Titus. That was it. Suzuki. I feel bad for Rhett because I like Rhett and I think he worked super hard to get that TV championship and for him not to kind of get a chance to run with it. Yeah. That's, um, that was like the equivalent to like WrestleMania, that was the equivalent to like New Day, Sheamus and Ridge. Like it was just like, whoa, what is happening here? Like, and again, Rhett, I love Rhett, but I don't, he earned his spot. He got like to me, and this again, not sounding, he got the Mick Foley moment or the Chris Benoit moment when he won that TV championship. You've been here forever. Yep. You, you've earned this. You you deserve this, but now he it's not the same place anymore. And we, that was kind of a theme throughout the night, where it's not the same place anymore. So we don't necessarily. Maybe we'll bring you in because hey, listen, Ring of Honor could be like just like a dark or a dark elevation. You want to come in? We'll pay you. We're just not signing you, and we're not going to have you every week enough to have you be this champion. So that's why Wheeler Yuta's there every week. Um, well, I think the I think, uh, and I don't mean to cut you off, Kevin. I think the Wheeler Yuta thing, like, it, I, will I play into going, the yeah. I think you're gonna see once they figure out what they're do, how they're doing Ring of Honor. Is it gonna be taped at Universal Studios when they do Dark Elevation tapings? Is it gonna be um, something they tape before Dynamite? Like, once they have a structure, but I think you're gonna see like. Look, Wednesday night, fucking Samoa Joe is going to be on Dynamite. He's all elite. Yeah. You know, so, Wheeler Yuta's all elite. This is going to play into the story of of the Regal, Moxley, Danielson, yep. uh, 
but a black Blackpool Combat Club, whatever fucking weird name. Blackpool they, I, Death Club, Death Combat. Death. So whatever they gave themselves, yeah. uh, it's all gonna. There's gonna be back and forth. Um, can can I tell Bucks, you something? What I would yes. like to see, dude. To me, make Ring of Honor Rampage, Ring like Ring of Honor Rampage, and have because Ram, I'm not gonna lie to you, Rampage is worthless to me. <laughs> like, like Rampage means absolutely nothing to me. It's not what I thought it was gonna be. Like Thunder means more than Rampage. Like, like WCW Thunder meant more than ra- what Rampage means right now. I have no interest in watching Rampage at ten o'clock on the on a on a Friday night. Like, I'll maybe I'll check it out later on on demand. But it's like make Ring of Ring of Honor Rampage. You have the name right there. Yeah, but would you tune into it? Ten o'clock. I would tune into. I would tune into that. Right. If if it was branded differently, which is weird, like. All right, so maybe maybe that was a little extreme. Like it's not totally worthless, but it's like really not. It's not you. It's not dynamite. It's not must see. Like if I don't watch Rampage, I'm not going to miss anything. I mean, to a, an extent, you're right. It's just like if you you know, but then that it all. I think that's the pro. I think that's the problem with AEW. Like if you're not watching, Rampage. Like perfect example. And we are talking Ring of Honor, but the AEW um, Dynamite on Wednesday night, they were like, Jade's going to wrestle Marina Shafir, right? But you're like, who the fuck is this? If you're not watching Dark and Dark Elevation, right? You're not like a super fucking wrestling fan. Like, you don't know who she is. So sometimes, you know, they do move along stories on Rampage to like the B and C stories. Right. But at the same time, sometimes it's kind of like, it's not like, I get your point. I get it's not my, when I if I'm home on a Friday night, I'm like I'm not. It's not like Wednesday. I'm not like I need to watch Dynamite. Yeah, like it's an afterthought for me. Someone be like, "Oh, are you watching Rampage?" I'm like, "Oh fuck." Yep. Well, I mean, look at this past weekend. Uh, Ring of Honor was Friday night. Impact was Friday night, and then I just realized, oh, Rampage is on. Like, yeah, they got it's. I so mean, like, I, I, I mean, I, I did put it on for a little bit, but I, at, the, at the end of the day, like, I was just like, all right. There's nothing that I there's nothing that I'm seeing here that I won't see on Dynamite on Wednesday, and that's. I, see, here's what I want. Here's what WWE did so well in the Attitude Era. They had two shows, and Raw and SmackDown, and they were 100 percent for the most part equal, like equal. Whereas WCW Raw and Th- or WCW Nitro and Thunder, they started equal because you had to get the people in, but then all of a sudden Thunder just fell off. I would love. To, for AEW to take a, a, a page out of WWE's playbook and make both shows extremely exactly relevant. You're not taping a different night. It's the same night. You have the same talent there. Figure out a way to do it where like everything adds up because Rampage immediately feels like the lesser show, and I didn't think that was going to be the case when it debuted. You think it's because it's only an hour? No, nah, it doesn't have to be that. Here's what... no. I'm asking you if that's how why you feel that way. No, it's because how it's presented and how it's and how like it's, it, it, I can't say with full like like a full blanket that every show is that way because I'm sure there are some shows that are really really important like the CM Punks or the Adam Coles or the the but like when your main event is like pick any two names and and just throw it out there and you're just like what what like it's just and i listen this is coming from the biggest aew fan that there is i love aew 
But for me, Rampage just doesn't. Maybe it's the time slot. Maybe it's. Maybe it is just the hour. Just like make two two hour shows. Boom, done. Easier said than done. That's um, true. Back to Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Khan was part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises. That was fucking awesome. All right, so here we go. So this is. I'm sorry. It's literally the same presentation from the Mark Order podcast. The set is the same, production is the same. It is B storylines. Exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem but, for you. For me. Why, why am I why am I investing all my stuff in something that was just admittedly B storylines? I don't know. Why do people watch fucking Thunder? Why do you watch Monday Night Raw? Nobody nobody watched Thunder. Yeah, nobody watched Thunder, dude. I don't I don't have an answer. People seem to enjoy it. If you're an AEW fan, I would assume you would enjoy it. It's not must see TV for me. Um, but if I remember it and I was ho- like, if I didn't have a fucking job in the restaurant and I work like a nine to five, yeah. I would watch it every Friday night. Yeah, it's not as must see as it, as it was. Um, uh, so back to Supercard of Honor, uh, just to put a bow on this. I don't want to spend all night talking about it. Um, uh, Mercedes Martinez and Willow had a fucking banger. Mercedes Martinez is your interim Ring of Honor Women's Champion. I thought it was a fucking great match. Um, I don't know why Willow is not on my TV every week. She is, she is good. She is a lot of fun to watch. A lot of personality. Like, fucking someone needs to to snap her up fast. Well, yeah, Tony, what's her status with um, power? Isn't she, in, isn't she in NWA? No, she may have wrestled once. And I think she once wrestled once at MLW. That that's what it was. I think. I think she had a match in MLW. Wait, Willow. Ah, okay. Yeah, Willow. Willow. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Tully Tully Blanchard Enterprises is now uh, Tully, Brian Cage, Khan, and uh, Toa, Toa Longa. Um, Now that's cool. I fucking I love seeing fucking Khan. I fucking. Rihanna had some fucking shotgun tournament yesterday morning, so she had to be up at six o'clock. So I was like celebrating in the living room as quietly as I could when I saw Khan come out because I thought so, that was just fucking awesome for him. And you're not you're not pairing him with Tully Blanchard if you don't have plans for Khan to stick around. So that's right. Com- that's completely awesome. Right. Or Brian, you know, look, to be fair, Brian Cage either. Like Brian Cage. Well, they signed him, so I mean yeah, but Brian like it was like who's gonna face Ninja Mac? Tully Blanchard's client, like for some strange reason, the dudes that can bump for Brian Cage, like the smaller guys, get the best out of him. When you do like yeah. a Haas battle with him, it just looks clunky. But like Ninja Mac did, did amazing shit. It was awesome. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm with you on that. I, I wasn't sure where I was when the initial reveal was made. I was like, oh, all right, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't dislike Brian Cage, but I'm not a huge fan of his. So like when I heard that, I was like, okay, I see what it is. It's you know Brian Cage. It's cool. He's been around forever. He's okay, but I I I like this pairing with because it's it's three freaking beasts in one group. Yeah, it is, and we don't even know if this you know like what the future holds. Um, and like, does it set up like I don't know, man. Like Khan going over there. Like, does that ruffle Shane Taylor, Moses, O'Shea Edwards? Are they upset about that? Oh, I would love the to little, see that. Six oh my action. god, if we get if we get a. Uh, uh, totally, uh, totally Blanchard Enterprises for Shane Taylor promotions. Oh, baby, right? Sign me up. Uh, the Young Bucks interrupted the end of the FTR Briscoe's match, yeah. Uh, so that was cool. 
Uh, but I think uh, Tony's giving the thumbs down. I think the real story, end of the night, Jonathan Gresham stands tall with his titles. He is the fa- he is the foundation. Here comes Jay Lethal. People only know who you are because of me. Uh, here comes Sanjay Dutt. They attack Jonathan Gresham. Uh, Sanjay, that was weird too, seeing Sanjay Dutt back in like a weird physical role. Uh, yeah, but he has history there, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's Ring uh, of Honor. Yeah, Lee Moriarty tries to make the save. He can't do it. And then the fucking Godzilla music hits. I, I, Matt, were you as surprised as how many people didn't realize who it was until they actually saw him? Like, uh, I, like I would have gone nuts as soon as I heard that. Like I, I went nuts as soon as I heard the the first. I second. went nuts too, but it's there's not you know. It was like name that tunes. Like I can name that. I can name who that is in one note. Not everybody's uh into the the tunes as much as we are, dude. Fucking what a story! So so Joe comes out. Him and Lethal have words, and it's we're going, man. Lethal showed no honor in his match against Lee Moriarty. Lethal was Jonathan Gresham's mentor. Samoa Joe was Jay Lethal's mentor. Now they're like, what a fucking story. What a way to end Supercard of Honor. Samoa Joe's back. He's also all elite. He also said in the scrum he wants all the fucking titles. He wants to win the Owen Hart tournament. Like, you're going to get the Samoa Joe that you saw on NXT, the, the, the greatest arguably the greatest ring of honor champion like you we're gonna get that he's going out on a shield no matter how long this run is you're gonna get samojo uh fucking busting heads just like 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 it's like it's like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth like aw like like what like what else can they do like they've done like literally everything daniel bryan samoa joe cm punk you know adam cole it's just like uh, Jay Lethal. It's just there's so many possibilities. That, like again, I don't know if there's enough time. They're like they're like it's like this WrestleMania weekend. I don't know if there's enough time to get all the stuff that we want to see in. I think, I think part. I think, and part of, I think something that AEW does a good job of is we're not going to get it all at once. We're going to get it. They're going to slowly give it to us. And now with the ring of whatever ring of honor is that opens up a whole nother. Yeah. So a whole nother realm of possibility. So what do you think? All right. So here, let me ask you this before um, eight Oh five. Um, do you think ring of honor could be booked as an equal promotion? Like kind of like its own brand split with SmackDown and raw, or do you think ring of honor will be the, like the NXT? I think Tony Khan is going to leave it as Ring of Honor, but use it as like a a feeder system. Okay. Like you don't think that it's possible that when 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 remember when when WWE bought WCW, there was a possibility that they were still going to have a WCW show and a WWE show, right? And they were going to be on equal footing. Do you think it's possible that we get AEW Dynamite? And you know, Ring of Honor Rampage, two hours, and they're kind of right. Like CM Punk's on AEW, Daniel Bryan's on on Ring of Honor. I mean, uh, look, it's it's very. Po- Jonathan Gresham said it in the press conference after. I want to be the best in the world, so I can wrestle Brian Danielson and CM Punk. So there, and I think that I think you learn from the mistakes of the past, right? Like the WWF WCW thing was like you know 
all the oh, no, it was, it was a, no, all, it was a disaster. Yeah, all the stars want to stay home and get paid. I mean, yeah. you can't blame them. And then you're going to try and start approach with fucking Buff Bagwell and Booker T. Um, Dude, oh, man. You know, like here you have like you've been since since Ring of Honor folded or whatever, like Gresham has been on impact. He's been on New Japan. He's been defending that title everywhere. Uh, you've had the, it, the Ring of Honor guys on impact. You've had, you know, so many, as I like to say, spoons in the porridge. That's right. You know, like Blake Christian, I think, wrestled for fucking AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and Impact all this weekend. Well, I watched, he definitely was on Ring of Honor and Impact because he's wearing the exact same gear and so, uh, the same night. So, yeah, I think you can, you know, if, if, if you own Ring of Honor and you want to get eyes on the product and, and CM Punk is not doing anything just for, you know, just put him in put him in ring of honor for six months yeah, you know we just we just saw it with the bucks yeah look ftr is the ring of honor tag team champions yeah. let him just be the ring of honor tag team champions you know what i would love give me a 605 tbs ring of honor show that'd be <sighs> fucking bonkers i'd be all about it tony you don't like it whatever what what do you mean whatever 605 ring of honor 605 man this was the longest bow we've ever put on a fucking show that we've been talking about. Jesus Christ, it was a freaking big deal. All Apparently. All right. All right, Tony. You know what? You know what? Fine. We'll stop talking. That's how we do a podcast. No, you see, no, talk. Kevin does we this. Like, he's got a good conversation for a half an hour, and then he turns to me and goes, Tony, you're a piece of shit. You don't fucking say anything. No, I, I, we would Talk like to get your you opinion. Wrong. You're a part of this show, too. Yeah. Hey, Tony, it's time for fucking plugs. What do you got, asshole? Yeah, I'm right. going to go take a shit and a piss. That's a tremendous <laughs> idea, by the way. <laughs> Oh, oh, great! So, <laughs> so it is plug time, isn't it? Fuck all y'all. Where's my shitty music? Cal, I'm fucking ready to kill myself, and these jackoffs get to go get a fucking refresh on their Jack and Coke and drink themselves into. You could have got a you could have got a refresh for the last hour and a half. And then if I left, where the fuck is Tony going? I don't fucking know. No. Nope. <laughs> I wish you could see these assholes fucking laughing at me. This is fucking techno shit. I'm going to get a drink, okay? Why you need my permission to do that? No, I'm just letting you know. You want to see? You want to? You can see these assholes laughing at me. Yeah, laugh. All right, lower the music, though. I want to make sure they hear all the fucking plugs. Uh, I guess we're not gonna lower it, huh? There we go. Thank you. Now you can't hear it. No, I can hear it. There we go. That's perfect. Don't touch anything, folks. I know I tell you this every week, and every week you probably listen to me maybe you don't but i'm telling you you should listen you should listen to the shining wizards network shiningwizardsnetwork.com tons of great shows all in one place let me tell you what's been happening this past week this is what's this is what's insane about this right some of our shows actually for the wrestlemania spirit actually did some double duty triple duty and this is what i'm talking about the mark order podcast they get a lot of shit done when matt's not around let me tell you why because we got coverage of CM Punk's interview where he says he's coming after the world title. We got Tony Storm's debut. We've got talk about a, a, a Mark Order podcast bowling team. Yo, you guys need a ringer. You know who to call. But not only that, not only does Mark Order talk about all that in the bag of chips. Bonus episode for Mr. Schlong and Mr. Ant Money cover Supercard of Honor. Don't miss it. Radioactive metal. Apparently, Bruce Dickinson, yes, that Bruce Dickinson, 
has got a spoken word show that he does where he tells stories about his time on the road and his life in general. It sounds amazing. Listen to Snowy and Aaron talk about it. Good shit. Wrestling Night in Canada. If you didn't get enough of Snowy, this time he's got Matt and Ducky with him. Once again, we lost Razor Ramon last week. And these guys are putting a little Canadian spin on the career of the man they call Scott Hall. Ringside Rant covers WrestleMania 17. Probably what some consider the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Turnbuckle Throwbacks did not one, not two, but three shows this week. I didn't realize Phil's internet worked that well. They cover night one of Mania. They give you a, uh, a recap of night one. They, they give you the, uh, the, the, the look into night two. They got a, they got their own Ring of Honor Supercard show. Dude, so much. They did so much. It's crazy. On top of that, icing on the cake, inconclusive breakdown, covering the tragedy of what Bruce Willis is going through. And they celebrate his career by bringing you a top 10 of Bruce Willis movies. Good stuff. Tons of great stuff all around. A uh, couple of things that I do want to mention. Uh, the broadcast, and this is stupid me because they're they're Australian guys, so they do their dates a little backward. They don't cover the February 4th version of Raw. No, they cover the April 2nd episode from 2012, Monday Night Raw. Special for one big reason. It is the return of Brock Lesnar. What a moment that was. Check those guys out. Last but certainly not least, our friend Mike Freeland over at Front Row Material. His Freeland 5 has been blowing up. Check it out. You want news, notes, tidbits, everything every day of the week? Freeland's your hookup. Good people over there, over Front Row Material. Check them out and listen. And that's what's going on in our world. And don't forget, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows. Now to tell you about all the great stuff you get as a Patreon supporter, I'm going to throw it over to Matt. Uh, thanks, T-Donk. You are the man. Um, if you are enjoying what you're listening to out there in podcast form or on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, wherever you're watching the show, we do have a Patreon. Um, for as little $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Uh, and as you uh, pledge more of your ducats, um, you get a little bit more. So $3 a month gets you mentioned on the show and it gets you access to our bonus episodes. The April crossword puzzle is out and the watch along for April, which Tony and his son watched uh, the Miz and Logan Paul against the Mysterios from WrestleMania this week. So check that out. Uh, $5 a month. We will plug your website, your Twitter, your social media, whatever. $10 a month. You get a box of wizardry, anything above uh, $10. You get a bigger box of wizardry minimum three months and i loaded up with all sorts of goodies um but i'm thinking of uh, that's subject conversation for later uh i I might want to do away with the boxes of wizardry and make it make something a little better a little better people so uh, at this time we're gonna thank those that support us over at our patreon kathy hummer the queen of the shining wizards uh she is flanked by the king many crazo uh danny and anthony russinello the aop of the swp sean toe Sean Calejo, uh, Kate the Great Hensler over at ondeckic.com. Uh, Kate also is crushing it on the podcast game uh, at Miss Kate Fabe on the Twitter machine. Um, if you have been listening to WrestleMania podcast this week, you've definitely heard her voice. She's out there doing tons of things, so be sure to follow her. Matt Carifo, no relationship to the KJG. Uh, Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni, 
Happy birthday, Mark. Kenny Hossey, the Scotch drink more of the Wizards. Jay Cop, big cop of pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Uh, Michael Hammond. Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro, who is going in for emergency dental work. Uh, uh, we wish him the best. I hope when you uh, tune into the podcast, Matt, you are feeling better and you're doing well. And if you need anything, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Braden Bergen. He is the LeBron James of elite figure collecting. Uh, Brendan Haney. Kerry Cowling, uh, Ryan Schlong, my man, Asian Joe, uh, his pal, Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Mr. David Henry Bauer, the third, uh, roll my man. I dump, I dunk biscuits over there in the UK. Uh, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, and last, but certainly not least the one, the only. Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be uh, Tony and and what and what lives li, lives li, live lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Tony, why would you do that? Why? Do mic- what? We we went to, to what? 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 Yeah, kind of ruined my ruined my flow, Tony. Could, what? Will you please? What? Stop! I'm not doing anything. What are you talking about? No, you're not doing anything. You're gonna give? You're, what are you like a WWE <laughs> production crew here? With the, with the trying cuts? to give Matt. Vert, I'm trying to give Matt vertigo. It's not vertigo. It's epilepsy. Whatever, please stop. Whatever your trip, there's people, there's at least five people right now watching this. Yeah, okay. can, can you just treat them kindly? And many of listen, it's 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 camera cuts. I'm trying to get them used to uh, the fact that WWE cuts their cameras so much because now we're talking WWE. All we? right, so I literally just said that joke, and you're just gonna just take it and run with it. I didn't hear you. I just came back. No, I said it while you were here. I don't care. What are you eating? Cookie. <laughs> And a cookie. Chocolate chip, baby. Try something new. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fucking guy. Let's let's continue down this road of picks this weekend. Um, I just want to do NXT Stand and Deliver because it it was Saturday afternoon. Did you guys get to see any of this show? I did. A little bit. I was in and out. Um. I watched the, the the opener, which was the the ladder match, which was to the moon. Uh, Cameron Grimes, dude, this match was bonkers. Like, like this might be might be one of the craziest ladder matches I've ever seen. All right, and uh, with all the competitors, and you had the the outside factors because everyone seemed to have like an outside influence, like an outside like backing. You had like uh, uh, Phantasma. You had a uh, um, Carmelo Hayes' guy. The only person that I think that they didn't have someone on his side was was Grimes. Because there's this big dude that's with Grayson Waller now, I think. Big monster guy. I think he's with Grayson Waller. Uh, so everyone's heaters got involved, but Grimes didn't have one. So again, I was in and out, so I might not be uh, projecting this perfectly. But, dude, this match was insane. Lots of crazy, crazy, crazy spots. 
And uh, this was probably the one thing that I watched, like start to finish, was and it was great. And Cameron Grimes is your new North American heavyweight champion of NXT. All right. And we also had new NXT women's tag team champions is Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai beat uh, Toxic Attraction. Apparently that was on the pre-show. Yeah, didn't see that coming. Uh, we have new NXT tag team champions as MSK uh, won a three-way battle with Imperium and the Creed Brothers. You saw that coming. I just, dude, this was a lucky guess. Uh, Tony, once again, was the bottom of the totem pole here at three and four. Three and four, holy shit! Balls. This is a big. This could be. A, this could change a lot of things here. Uh, myself and Kevin both went four and three. Uh, we all had Gunther to beat LA Knight. Gunther. Uh, me and Kevin had Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Tony picked Tomasa Ciampa. Uh, Tony avenges that by picking Gonzalez and Kai. Me and Kevin both had Toxic Attraction. Uh, me and Tony both had Carmelo Hayes. Kevin had Cameron Grimes for the win. I, I had MSK. Was that a sneeze? No, nope, that was a. It was supposed to be a like a. Okay, I don't. I I have no. Uh, that it was terrible. It was my fault. Terrible. I have the pics in front of me, so I can't see you guys. No, it was terrible. It was just me, just uh, being, me being like a help, like a pew. It should have been. It should have been a pew, not a boom. Pew. I had MSK and uh, Tony and Kevin both had the Creed brothers. We all had Mandy Rose, and we all lost on Braun Breaker. Yeah, that's a fucking kick in the dick. The Ziggles. He goes on to continue to be the NXT uh, champion with a little help from Robert, Robbie Roode. Robbie Roode. Now, do you think Braun Breaker loses tonight because he's moving up the uh, the rosters? Tonight. He's getting the title well, tonight on Raw? Yeah. Wait, what's tonight? Oh, well, Veer Mahan's supposed to be debuting tonight. It's Raw, wait, wait, it's wait, Raw wait. after WrestleMania. Yeah, but what, wait, what, what, what Braun, why would Braun Breaker be losing tonight? Not lose. I meant Saturday that he lost because maybe he's debuting tonight on Raw. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if they'd push him that quickly. We're supposed to get Veer Mahan finally tonight. Anything's possible. I, you would think that that Braun would be there, but I think he still. I think he still has to win the the champion. Yeah, but that's a long time for another defense, another win. I don't know, Tony. That's a great question. I honestly don't know. I'm Champa's going to be main roster though, so that's a good point from Eric. Uh, I, I feel that Eric F. I I I fully believe that uh, Champa is main roster. I fully believe that's going to happen. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Nice. I fully Sorry. believe that. Now, Tony, did you yes. get to see any of WrestleMania Night One? Uh yes, yes, I did. Oh, look at you! Fantastic. Uh, again, I had zero interest in WrestleMania. I know what happened. I saw clips. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from night one, I don't know if you guys agree, disagree. Um, Cody Rhodes. Wow! You're only smoking mirrors. Wow! You're only smoking mirrors. Uh, Adrenaline Cody in my soul. There's a fire stop to drop and roll. And a brand, and a thing. Cody Rhodes back in the WWE. Whoa! Can I tell you what I watched? Yes. Okay. So, I caught the end of Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. It was a strange ending, but something that I could get behind. I watched 
The Miz and Logan Paul against the Mysterios, which is this month's watch along on Patreon, by the way. I watched it with my kid. We actually watched it together like afterwards, yeah. but like it was the first time we saw it. So it, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Matt mentioned that, but you had to go take you had to go take a break. I went, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know I wasn't entitled to a break. <laughs> uh, I went back today and I watched Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, which I thought was an awesome match. But I think the story of, I, don't, I also watched the Usos against the Boogs. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was on the itineraries. Uh, the, the story of the night, though, Kevin Owens has the KO show. Stone Cold comes out. Dude, if you've never heard the fucking Austin pop, it was in all its glory on Saturday night. Kevin Owens says, I want to beat you up. I want a match. And Owens, uh, fucking Austin's like you call them. I forget what the fuck he called him. He called him something like a scumbag. I think he called him. And it was all like Donkey Kong. And these motherfuckers had a match. They fought everywhere. Dude, Austin took a suplex on the concrete outside. And I was like, yeah. But then he fucking paid Owens back in the crowd. He fucking suplexed him. And then he suplexed him up on the stage. Yeah. It was a fucking, it was fun shit, dude. It was so much fun. Absolutely a blast that, that fucking match. I'm sorry. What was that, Tony? What, what did he do? What, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> dude. Hey. That's on. Hey, this is moose level. Hey. <laughs> hey. But, dude, it was a lot of fun. Actually, The Miz, dude, Logan Paul, I swear to God, like, for the people that were, like, like on Bad Bunny's jock last year saying how what a great job he did, fucking Logan Paul is a fucking perfect douchey heel. He was so good. He fucking, he actually, you could tell he was working. There were very few, like, kind of slips in this match. But, dude, him and, him and The Miz worked so well. The Mysterios actually did a good job. That was a great fucking match. Cody Rhodes and Rollins told a great story. Good stuff there. I mean, the Usos are the Usos. Uh, Boogs, like, kind of... Here's what was cool, right? So, Rick Boogs, like, he's supposed to be this big, strong dude. I don't like that he fucking looks like Freddie Mercury now, but that's neither here nor there. So, I forget. I think Jimmy's up on his shoulders, and Jay goes and jumps on. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of odd. Like, why would he jump on top? Like, it looked planned. But no, he jumped on top of his brother and like, the double papoose... But fucking Boogs' leg gave out. So, haha, fucking strategy. I like the Uso shit right there. Mm. Everything that I saw, dude, I really enjoyed. There was like not a lot to really bitch and moan about. And the Austin stuff was just fucking insane, dude. It, it was great. It was fun. That's Night one the, was a blast. That's a perfect uh, little recap. Although, um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Bianca Belair's uh, title win. Oh, for sure, for sure. And from what I heard, it was actually a really good match, but I I didn't get a chance to see that yet. And actually, no. the only other match I didn't get to see, I think I started watching Drew and Happy, and I was just like, yeah, I got to fast forward to it because then I, I figured, let me, let me get in some Cody Rhodes because I wanted to make sure I saw that. And Dude, if you thought people didn't know in WWE didn't know or didn't remember who Cody Rhodes was, you'd be dead wrong because the fucking reaction for him was just unreal too. All right, so I agree with you, but here's what you got to keep in mind. Uh oh, it's the WrestleMania crowd. It's the I know that's not even fair to even say. Actually, everyone knows who Cody Rhodes is, but it's like it's the, the WrestleMania crowd that's staying from five to. 12 or one o'clock in the morning or all the people that are the our age or like 18 they're, they're in the de- they're in the demo so they know who cody rhodes was 
I don't know, man, but I, I tell you this much. The crowd for both nights of WrestleMania, bro, they were there to have a good fucking time. They were cheering for everything. What do you think everything. was the more memorable Austin night, one or two? Well, we didn't get to night two yet, but night one was pretty fucking – it was a oh, pretty okay. big yeah. fucking deal. And now, had night two not happened with Austin to go out on something like this for him to end his career – this was actually as fucking good as it was going to get for Austin being at the age he's in for, you know, like having a good guy to work with like Kevin Owens, just willing to like do whatever the fuck to get him over. It was good shit. It was good shit. Uh, so just, I went over and down Armenia uh, night one. We all went four and two. We all lost the same matches. We all picked their Mysterios to win. We all picked Ronda Rousey to win. We won everything else. We all went okay. four and two. The New Day, Sheamus and Ridge Holiday match got pushed to night two. Um, so I did not see much of this. I saw the Cody entrance. Um, I saw bits and pieces of the, the Austin stuff. Um, I think the most satisfying part for me, even though I didn't watch it, um, was that people were just happy. People yeah, really dude. They enjoyed. People, even people, and Twitter is a fucking cesspool. But people just seemed like they really enjoyed night one of WrestleMania. There were a couple outliers, and you don't pay attention to them. But overall, I'd say 99% of the stuff I saw was people just being happy. And that's all I want to see. Dude, you watch it. You like it. You enjoy it. Yeah, I saw that shit, too. Okay, so we figured this out, right? You got to read it, bro. You got to read it because not everybody's watching. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So, okay. so uh, Milwaukee Tom Post, do you hear that card? Logan Paul at his neck is worth $6 million. Yes. Logan Paul came out. He had a chain on, and it was a Pokemon card, and the top of the card had a Pokeball. And my kid and I were laughing. We're like, what the? Like, what is this? Like, why is he wearing a Pokemon card? Apparently, I think it's a Pikachu card. This son of a bitch went for, like, over $5 million at an auction. It was, like, graded to fucking quote what's his nuts a Jim Mint 10 this is like the fucking perfect pokemon card in perfect Don condition west. so that was it shout out to don west hope he's doing well but uh dude to be such a douchebag to fucking wear this thing on a gold chain to come out to wrestlemania fucking super heel heat right there dude and yes i also don't know eric f posts why did miz turn on logan paul no fucking clue I thought they worked well together as a team. They even had matching gear. They fucking were wearing the same colors. It was insane. I don't know why he turned on him. He gave him a look. He beat him up, and that was that. Maybe even the Miz realized what a douche he was. So there you go. No, I think this actually plays to more of Miz being a douche. Yeah. Well, but I mean, kind of people don't. I mean, Logan Paul's got tons of followers. My kid was giving me all the information on him, but apparently, uh, he may not be well liked by everybody. Let's put it that way. So, so let me. So here's what I think about it. I think that you could actually make Logan Paul a babyface because who's hated more than Logan Paul and probably the Miz. Well, that was the other thing. Like maybe, maybe Logan Paul sticking around. Maybe we get a singles match at a WrestleMania Backlash or whatever they're calling it. Oh, the other thing. So Logan Paul all throughout the match was doing like all these like douchey like Eddie Guerrero imitations because. When the Mysterios came out, Dominic actually had the uh, the USA colors in a tribute to the Gringos Locos colors that Eddie Guerrero used to wear. Oh, so that was kinda... so awesome, dude. Yes. So Ray's wearing the Mexico colors and Dominic's wearing the US colors. It was beautiful. But 
perfect heel shit. Logan Paul's on the top. He's doing the fucking Eddie Guerrero shimmy. He does the five-star frog splash. He's doing the three amigos. They were fucking really burying dude, his, fucking Eddie his, on this dude. His three, amig- his three amigos was better than Ray's. Well, I mean, he's also fucking like 6'5 or whatever the hell he is. He's a big dude. Oh, does that Logan matter? Paul's I guess that, does, dude. I guess that matters. Does that matter? Yeah, and that, dude, and, and the other thing is like, Logan Paul's like had MMA fights. Like he's had, he fought Floyd Mayweather. I had no idea he had a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather. Wait, is it? Well, see, I get confused between because there's two of them. There's Logan yeah, there's and there's Jake Paul too. Yeah. So Logan, Logan was Paul's the one that the fights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. It's pretty wild, dude. It's, it's it was pretty wild. But yeah, dude, that no. that's WrestleMania Night One in a nutshell. Unless I'm missing anything else. Jake is the boxer. Yeah, but Logan Paul also fought. I don't think that's he right. fought Floyd Mayweather. Yes. And he but... fought MMA, didn't he? No, he fought another he fought another YouTuber, this guy KSA. He had two matches against KSA. It was the influencers they call him on okay. YouTube. Because Lo- uh, his brother is the one who's been fighting like Tyrone Woodley and Yeah, and... yeah, but but Logan's Logan's had fights. Like Logan fought Floyd Mayweather. Logan fought this KSA guy twice, and actually he lost once and they drew once. So he's got the experience too, but he's not the guy known for boxing. Right, he's the, he's the YouTube problem. guy. Mm, YouTube guy. Yeah. KSI. So we all went four and two. There you go. We all went four and two on night one. Oh yeah. Um, what about night two? Night two. <sighs> night two. Well, downfall was. Well, I can tell you what I watched in night two. Uh, well, let me just run through night two. Okay. Uh, up until this point, I'm very positive that we were all very close in the standings. Mm. Then night two happened. Oh, no. uh, Tony went seven and one. Some of my gun. Kevin went six and two. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And so and what Matt did you guys want? To last. Oh, yeah, Matt, you, you stunk the bed on this one. Sorry? Oh no. Uh, Matt, Matt poop poop. Is this Matt at Target needing to change his drawers? Yeah. This is Matt poop uh, pants. I went three and five. Oh, well, and you might have been in the lead at this point, no? Uh at this time last week. Big old poopy pants. No, no, but uh, but going into night two, I think you may have overtaken me, no? Like no, I think I think we were all pretty pretty close. Oh no. I think Kevin uh, Kevin and you. Uh, so as of last week, Tony, you were 28 and 12. I was three games back at 25 and 15. Kevin was 23 and 17. He was five games back. Tony and Kevin now sit tied at 47 and 22. I am seven games back <laughs> at 40 and 29. How did that's, that happen? That's so what I'm talking about. Night two happened. That's what happened. Uh, night two. Night yeah. two happened. Uh, Tony, you went 19 and 10. Over the weekend, Kevin went 22 and seven with a perfect outing at mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. That's and I difference. went 17 and 12 at the weekend. And really, um, you know, Kevin was two up on me for Supercard of Honor, three on Kevin. Oof. Uh, we yeah. all pretty much were almost the same for Stand and Deliver. He, me and Kevin were one up on you, Tony. But then we all went four and two for night one. Kevin uh, dropped off a little bit for night two. Tony, you made up the difference of seven and one, and I took a giant dump, just <laughs> dumped in a 
a bag and just huffed it and ate it. Uh, it I mean, you know, Kevin noted I had picked Ridge and Sheamus for night one. I got in my brain. I picked New Day for night two. God forbid I think a wrestler is going to actually beat a commentator. I'm an idiot for that. We all lost the AJ Styles edge match. I picked Brock to beat Roman Reigns because now I don't fucking know what does the WWE do, and we could talk about that. So I made some questions. I picked almost because I was like, oh, they want to make a new star? Almost. Nope. That kid ain't no, ready. dude, the writing on the writing was on the wall for almost, especially with Lashley on his big comeback. There was no way almost was winning that. So yeah, I, almost, uh, by the way. Oh, whatever. I don't give a shit. So I can... <laughs> Fucking annoyed. I can tell you what I watched. I didn't watch a lot for night two. I watched Bobby Lashley and almost. Why? That's what you watched. No, no, no. It's not all I watched. Um, I watched um pat mcafee and austin theory which was tremendous i watched mr mcmahon with pat mcafee oh so and i watched johnny knoxville and Sami Zayn. now which was also tremendous now let me get to this first so the pat mcafee matches on my kids get ready to go to bed and he's looking he sees mr mcmahon there and he goes did Mr. mr mcmahon ever wrestle i go yeah he wrestled years ago he actually had matches at wrestlemania he goes, is he wrestling tonight? I go, no, he's got to be close to 80. There's no way he's going to wrestle tonight. He's just there to support his guy, Austin Theory, because he thinks Austin Theory is the bee's knees. Mm. So my kid goes to bed and I, I, I get back to the rest. I get back to WrestleMania and I see Vince McMahon in the ring. I said, no way this is going to fucking happen. And sure shit, it happens. So whatever it was, like after the Austin thing and whatnot, I go, I go, hey, guess what? Guess when the last time Vince McMahon wrestled at WrestleMania was? He goes, when? I go, five minutes ago. He goes, no. I go, yeah. He was like, what? Fucking insane. Pat McAfee, he's good, man. He's good. I don't think there was ever any question he was good. Bro, what was Vince McMahon doing? The people were into it. I'll get listen, the crowd was into everything. The fucking Johnny Knoxville shit. Had no right to be as fun or as good as it was. It was but perfect. Sammy's, dude, Sami Zayn and fucking Chris Pont. Dude, the thing that would have put it over the top would have been the Party Boy music when Pontius came out. That's what it needed. I don't know why they didn't play the, the Party Boy music. But, dude, fucking Wee Man. And here's a little side note, right? Okay. Wee Man's wearing a WrestleMania shirt, and okay. he had all of the letters taped over, so it spelled out Wee Man in the WrestleMania logo. So we mania. Well, uh, did it have mania? I thought it just said we mania. I'm I'm asking you. I wasn't paying attention to what we man was wearing. No, no, he had he had all the letters that didn't spell out we man covered up. So it was like the oh, so it just said we man. Yeah, so it just said we man. Gotcha. No, dude, that 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 was perfect. And the fact, here's what I was listening to um the Bruce Pritchard podcast about WrestleMania 18 and how the crowd was like the third star in that mat and that show. The crowd was the third star in this show and made everything probably way more enjoyable than it could have been in front of like, say, like, you know, a hardcore Philly crowd or like a hardcore, you know, Brooklyn crowd. This was the crowd made everything amplified more than than it was. I enjoyed watching everything on this show. There's nothing on either one of these nights that made it so bad 
that I would bring it down a letter grade. Nothing. And Kev, I'll throw you one better. The crowd was awesome, and the crowd didn't make it about themselves. Yes. That's the key. I didn't everything, even notice that. I didn't even notice that till you said it. They were the invested in everything they did. Yep. It was all rise and fall. It wasn't they were trying to commandeer the show. They were just there for the ride, and they fucking rode, and it was awesome. That's a, that's a, that's a freaking brilliant point, Tony. Like, so... Because you're not you're in 2022, you're not used to seeing that, especially so, the night after, especially Mania. And tonight, the, the could be a li- story though, we don't know about the, the line of the after. night. Actually, Pat McAfee was on commentary for the Johnny Knoxville Sami Zayn match, and at one point, Johnny Knoxville gives him the bowling ball to the crotch in the corner, which is like an old fucking jackass. Everything was old jackass bits. Yeah, when he fucking when he when he gives us the fucking Dick Weber line and he goes, "Who do you think you are? I am." And that's what Dick Weber did when he fucking won his last championship. And I'm like, "What a fucking I'm like, what an awesome line for Pat McAfee to pull a fucking Dick Weber line at a fucking mothball." It was I didn't amazing. Like, I didn't like that he was doing commentary when he had a match though. That's one thing that kind of like eh, kind of bothered no, me a little bit. I, I get it. I was kind of like, "Why is he out there?" Cuz he wound up wrestling like shortly after too, but I guess I guess they really wanted him on the call. And you know what? There was there were some times where he was annoying, but like I think for the most part, like he does a pretty good job. He's a he's in, he might be the best color commentator since since Lawler. Yeah, you know what? I, I think that's a fair point. I mean, I let's point. run down who's been there since. You know, JBL, Foley, Taz. Oh, Taz was good. Um, I'm going SmackDown specifically. JBL, Foley, Taz. <clears throat> That was pleasant. Nice. Um, Good one. <laughs> yeah, he Thank might you. be the best. He might be the best. Uh, the Corey best. Hill. The best. That's right. I'm That's trying right. to think of. I'm trying to think of Corey what Graves. Yeah, Corey Graves is okay. He's good. He's a okay. Little... So, so why you think about that? Worst stunner ever. Yes. No. Worst. Nope. You yes. do not think that was the worst. The Vince McMahon stunner was the worst. I'm, I'm going to tell you who Tony's going to say. You're going to say Linda McMahon. Yep. She wasn't a wrestler. Vince McMahon. It doesn't has- matter. Vince is a thousand. Then why take the spot? Because he's Vince Bro, McMahon. It was, and- it was so. No. No bad. arguments. I would put that just above Linda on the bad scale. It was fucking atrocious. He's lucky he fucking walked out of that ring. I thought his legs were Yeah, his Well, dude, he, le- he, he tore both quads when he was just walking to, into the Royal Rumble in 2005. The fact that he, like, that he didn't do that again and in, in in selling that and taking that is just. Like, yeah, he was, I, he was falling all over the place. Like, he, like, slipped. But, bad. like, I mean, just I don't know like what he was thinking. Like, like was it no harm, no foul that Vince McMahon had a match at WrestleMania, even though like what it was, it was like uh, you know, just Pat McAfee getting crotched and then getting a ball punted into his ribs. I mean, that's really all it was. It was just so fucking weird. It's 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 such a like so again, I did not watch it, so I I'm only from what I'm seeing. One night one was like wrestling, right? Night two had Edge and AJ Styles, Brock Roman, and then the rest was like Gaga, right? The so I gave Alex the Russian is a friend of mine, um, who I've known for many years, and he he tore his ACL or fucked his knee up. So I gave him my Peacock login when I saw that, and I said, "Bro, you like fucking old school? Watch it." So then he texted me. He's like, "If you need the Peacock, like." 
let me know. And I'm like, bro, WrestleMania is all you. Go for it. Go nuts, right? So bro, did Triple H really come out and spend like 20 minutes at the beginning of the of, of night two just to put his boots in the ring? Damien Dragon style? Fuck yes! He did the Damien Dragon! Holy shit, I forgot about that. And Stephanie came out for night one to introduce uh, Gable Stevens. Oh, and God. What else happened? Uh, did, he, did he stick anything Steve's... in anyone's ass? No, but he got attacked by fucking Shorty G. No, after what, their match or something. After shit. the match, after RK Bro won, Street Profits brought in like the solo cups and wanted to celebrate with RK Bro. And for some reason, they wanted to bring in Gable Stevenson, which made no sense because he had nothing to do with anything. And then uh, Chad Gable uh, came in and uh, Gable, G- oh God, this is tough. Chad Gable Stevens suplex Chad Gable. Did he stick anything in his butt? And what? I don't understand. Oh, you don't you don't know that he was accused of that when he was in college? And Gable Stevenson? Oh yeah. I he did was... know that. I did hear a story about that. Oh yeah. wait. But yeah, but they were found not guilty, right? Uh you know what? Let me look it up. Wait, he was sticking things in his own butt? It was something no, with no, the no, Minis- no, 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 no. He was something eight, with the Minnesota uh wrestling t- or was it was either in high school or in college. So they they but they were found they either acquitted or there were no charges ever pressed something like that. Uh, well, he was I mean, arrested was... on criminal sexual conduct but will not face criminal charges. Yeah, so there was probably why was it, was it probably... dropped? Like what was what was yeah? It's probably like the 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 Sean Watson thing. There wasn't enough evidence to get a conviction to prevent to present to a grand jury something like that. So he likes doing butt stuffs. Apparently, him and this other wrestler raped a woman allegedly. That's not cool. Hey, I no, just that's not cool, but ABC News says, bro. Yeah, no, listen, I get it. But I mean, uh, you will not face criminal charges due to inadequate evidence. So there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, by the letter, by the letter of the law, they're innocent. But he might be in the butt stuff. Nothing wrong with butt stuff. No, nothing wrong with butt stuff at all. No, I know no. you're not a fan of the butt stuff, but you know, it's not on just my own. butt. No, don't touch no. me. <laughs> Just Tony to update you on Monday Night Raw. Apparently, there will be a Braun Breaker, Dolph Ziggler NXT title match tonight on Raw. Oh, here we go, T Dolph. Oh, baby. So, so Kevin, you're with me on worst stunner ever. Yes. Okay. And actually, that and was. I'm saying. I'm I was thinking about there. that being in my top five, being that being my top five tonight. Oh, oh boy. But it's not. Ah. Uh, I understand the new day got like less than two minutes. Yes. But Whoa. Whoa. the New Day came out dressed like Big E with the same gowns and the same singlets, and it was the same colors that he won the WWE Championship in. Yes. That was pretty cool. It was okay. fun, but they got they were originally supposed to be for night one, but they got bumped. And so they went. Obviously, you know that because we made the picks. Right. Um, but this didn't surprise me at all, other than the other than the outcome. Were you surprised the- at the Damian Priest Edge Alliance? No, because I think they did something with them not too long ago. So and supposedly this is leading to Edge like forming another stable. So it looks like Damien's like the first guy that's going to be part of it. Well, like, that's Edge weird. Is be, Edge is going to be like the new brood guy. Yeah, he still does the brood entrance, doesn't he? You know, he I did like a taker. He did like an Undertaker. Um, oh, did he? Entrance. I think. I'm pretty sure. No, he definitely did. Because he had like uh, a table with like fire on it. And and he he didn't come out to on this day 
I see clearly. Uh, he didn't come out to that. Uh, All right. <laughs> who's Ezekiel? Who's is like Ezekiel Jackson? Oh Christ! Like the prophet? It's Elias. No, wait. Is Ezekiel Elias? This dude comes down in the ring. Kevin Owens is in the ring right now on Raw, and he was like jaw jacking something. And fucking Ezekiel. I thought it was Ezekiel Jackson. I was like, holy shit, he's back. No, dude, I think it's Elias. Like, All right, there's shaven. a big difference between Ezekiel Jackson and Well, he didn't come out Ezekiel. yet. I just saw Ezekiel on the uh, screen. It's got to yeah, be Yeah, so fucking, fucking KO's just looking around like, who the fuck is this? Dude, it's Elias. It's fuck, He's got a new gimmick. It's who wants be. to walk with Ezekiel? Well, WWE, there you go. <laughs> doesn't, have, doesn't have quite the same ring. All right, so Elias is back. Well, he's Ezekiel now. Ezekiel, I'm sorry. Hey, man, it's the night after WrestleMania. Anything can happen. Oh, mm-hmm. and by the way, the next pay-per-view is WrestleMania Backlash. Of course. The, Fantastic. The so, uh, Roman Reigns oh, yes, beats Brock Lesnar. Brock! So, he, his, the official title now is the, what is it, the W it's the universal WWE w- no it's w- the undisputed w- WWE Universal Championship. Sorry, how's here. that for a mouthful? Yeah, it's the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So that's now? the name of the title they're going with. Will there be a new belt tonight? I haven't seen any leaks on it. I don't know if they're gonna keep the two belts for a while, but that's what they're going with from now on. So Undisputed we do have one WWE Universal Championship. Shut yeah, because it was always because it was the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. And don't forget when they melded the WWE in the world, it was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. That's where that name came from. Yeah, well, that, that's different. That's a, that's acceptable because you always, in the history of time, even before brand splits, you were always the company's World Heavyweight Champion. So WWE world heavyweight champion is fine. Like if you were always known that before, like WCW was, you were the WCW world heavyweight champion. I'm, I'm okay with the name. I mean, it is what it is. It, it, it gathers everything up and it honors both lineages. Despite right, so they're not, the they're not going to say, un, they're not going to say undisputed all the time. They're going to say, unless Paul Heyman's doing the, well, yes, he does. So they will. So <laughs> eventually it's just going to be the WWE universal championship. Yes. That's what it's going to be. Are they'll you probably have like a probably a bigger W for the belt or you know? <laughs> are you the size Tony, of an MLW belt? There you go, Tony. You're going from the you're still in the school of thought oh, that uh, he's going to defend both titles on both shows. Well, the one title on both shows, but yes. And I thought that maybe he would defend one here and the other there. Gotcha. Now, Kevin, you live tweeted WrestleMania's. Oh, yeah. uh, you did a phenomenal job. I can't say that enough. Thank you. Dare I ask, is corporate Kevin back? Matt, I was thinking about this. Ooh. I might be. But then I heard about a certain departure today, and now I might have no interest. And then I heard about how that title is being billed, and now I might just be day after WrestleMania stabbing WWE right in the back. Well, your certain departure that you speak of, and I brought it up during our conversation with Sean Donovan, is that Pat Buck has resigned. That's right. Uh, to focus on his family and I'm sure his wrestling schools, which makes sense. And he had posted something a couple he posted something a couple days ago that he was missing his wife and missing his kids. So it kind of kind of makes sense that this happened when it did, you know? 
Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, to, like, it's not like he got fired. He no, resigned, right? It was his call. So he's, he's perfectly at peace with it, I'm sure. Okay, and, so uh, you should not have no qualms against that. I just want to know if Corporate Kevin is back. Corporate Kevin might be back. It's just going to be tough to be Corporate Kevin not being able to watch Raw. Yeah, but you were Corporate Kevin before when we weren't watching Raw Live. It's a great point. It's a great point. All right, so, yeah, you know what? Corporate Kevin is, he's, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's oh. I have to write up the contract first, and then we'll see. Oh, he's going to write up a new contract. I'm, I'm going to write up a contract with my relationship with WWE, and we'll see how it goes. Interesting. Right here. Wow. All right. The, right. the same with the, I did the top fives with. Let's see here. Now, where do, Again, WWE, not for me. I won't go back. I won't watch any. Like, I won't go back. I won't watch any of this. I just don't give a shit. Um, like, it's yeah. a, like none I, of, for me. I'm just saying me. And if no, no, it's fine. And this is the weekend where we tend to get fooled a lot. It's not. And again, I think I've said this a thousand times. If you've listened to any of these podcasts, the in-ring product in the WWE is arguably the best in the world. You know? Yeah. It's the stories. Yes. Right? The storytelling, they don't do such a great job, right? Nope. Usually well, it they depends. Kind of... It depends. There's some right. that are really good, some that are really shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think arguably the Roman Brock stuff is probably the best thing in wrestling over the last Right. The, Whatever. They, and they turn it, they turn it up. They turn it up for mania. Makes sense. I get it. Uh-uh, though. This guy, no, like my question now. So I'd Brock to beat Roman, because you know, Roman is on this historic. Now what? What are we? Who beats Roman? Right now, what's the next step? Someone has to beat him. Adrenaline. He's not going to. No, you think so? Do you see him as that guy? Eventually, I don't think Roman's losing it anytime soon. But well, Roman's also on like a five hundred day streak or something with the uh, with the Universal Championship too. Like he's been champion for like almost two years. Yeah, I mean, was, I would have said I would have said AJ if he won. But he didn't win. Uh, I would. So yeah, it's got to be either Cody, maybe Lashley. I mean, Lashley's still hanging around. He had a convincing win over almost. Maybe he's the first guy to step up now. Or kind of makes it. Hey, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre finally puts this fucking Happy Corbin shit to rest. But now here's the thing, though. But here's the thing. Ropes down. What? Yeah, he cut the ropes. How dare he? So, like, now let me ask you this though: like, if this all goes back to what the title is going to be, like, can Drew, like, is the next challenger going to come from Raw? Is the next challenger going to come from SmackDown? Like, if it's SmackDown, it's got to be Drew. If it's Raw, it's either got to be Cody or Lashley. Like, I hope it's not Cody because if it's if Cody's the next challenger out the gate, it's over. Yeah, they're going to cut his legs off. They'll never do that. Yeah. So I'm hoping they continue to maybe they do one more run with Cody and Seth. But see, I don't know because Seth and Cody shook hands tonight. I don't know what the context was. So also Seth a babyface now? Unless Cody was just thanking him for the opportunity and maybe Seth is having a change of heart. I don't know. I don't understand the whole Seth freaking Rollins thing either. They kept saying freaking freaking freaking. Like I don't, yeah. I don't get Seth it. freaking Rollins. Because he's just weird. Like, is that it? Like no, if you're been, weird, you're freaking. He's been saying that forever. No, it's I know it's been a it's been a while, but uh instead of that him saying Seth fucking Rollins, that's why. Oh, ooh, shoo, ooh, PG. Ooh. So my thing is like, okay, like we've but you've ascent, and we've seen it time and time again. You've essentially booked yourself into a corner here, right? 
No. Oscar was Oscar was undefeated in NXT, right? She relinquished the title. They bring her up to Raw. She loses loses in fucking months. Gold the Goldberg Street. The way they ended that was shitty. You're not going to make everybody happy, right? How are we going to take this title off of Roman Reigns? I really thought Brock was the he well, was the guy, right? Cowboy Brock was awesome. People loved him. Send the people home happy. And I don't want the fucking Rock at WrestleMania last year because that's just WWE doing WWE bullshit and dusting off the fucking old guys. I don't want mean, it. I don't want the Rock not, and Roman. Not last what does year. Everyone do? Next year. Yeah, I said, you said last year. year. No, he said no, last, last year. Sorry, next year. I'm all fine. See? I, hey, listen, I, we can't rule out that Brock is the one that does take it off. Roman can't rule that just, out ever. I'm, just, I, I'm not buying Cody. It's going to be McIntyre. McIntyre is going to get the first bite at the apple. That might be the best. That might be, if it's not Brock, that might be the best guess. Cause they put, they put McIntyre in the show for too long and he's got some, he's, he's finally put all this happy Corbin shit to rest. So he may be the next one to step up. They just got to get rid of that fucking sword. That sword is so stupid. Hey, listen, dude, what if freaking, what, what if, the Braun Breaker stuff does come up, and Braun Breaker is like this time next year. We're talking about Braun Breaker beating Roman. Hey man, if they're going with that, that'd be fucking awesome. That I'll tell you, awesome. I'll tell you who I think is going to be really good after all this nonsense stops. Is is um is Morgan is uh or uh, what's his, uh, Madcap uh, Ma, Riddick Moss? I think he he has main event potential at some point after this if if he can shake all this nonsense. That he's been put with with Happy Corbin. Yeah, it's just about oh, man. Listen, it's all about the booking, man. It ain't up to us. The door is no, wide I, open. Anything can happen. I think just, the I think the heavy favorites are three of them are Brock, uh, Lashley, and Drew, with the outside shot of maybe them doing the unthinkable and letting Cody beat Roman. That's like the. A distant fourth, but I think it would send shockwaves through the world. Cody's going to need some build. He's going to need some build you before got he gets it. that opportunity. He, did, he got it in one night. Ooh. And he opened Raw tonight. Yep. With a promo. Yeah, I'd, I, I can't wait to watch that back. I am, you know, I, am I am happy for Cody Rhodes, too. I'm not one of those, oh, God. those sick of fans that are like, bro, people are fucking, it's, people are I don't fucking know if you're nuts. Like, it's, Good for him, man. And look, it's not the first time you've seen somebody leave the WWE, go do other things, come back. Come back. Like Drew McIntyre is the perfect example. Like he Bobby was Lashley. Three, he was in three-man band. He left. He was Evolve champion. He was Impact champion. And he came back, and he got a huge push. Now, a conversation that was going on in the Discord was, does this open? does this give other AEW talent, like, hope like is this a possible landing spot like can it be done the and obviously depends on who it is. is definitely a landing spot but like if you're not cody or jericho or like well here's the not- thing i'll tell you what right now i wouldn't cody you know who one of cody Rhodes' best friends and proteges is ricky starks no MJF. mjf but see, here's the thing, right? I I get it. MJF would go there for the MJF doesn't get uh, a percentage of the freedom. He can't say anything he says on AEW TV. You're gonna get a completely different MJF. All right, I'm not I'm not saying it will love it, 
but I'm saying it's possible that he goes there now. No, it's absolutely possible that he goes there, but you're, if you like Cody is Cody, right? MJF gets over because he is like, they see him as like a Roddy Piper and they let him be that Roddy Piper on steroids, right? He says like heinous shit and he calls people out, right? I don't think he can do that in the WWE. No, of course not. I, I mean, you never, like Undertaker said when he left his, uh, you know, Hall of Fame speech, never say never. Oh, fuck that too, bro. What's that? Never say never. That's, that's, how accurate is it though? Just fucking retire. Then don't fucking. <laughs> I love how you said just retire as you totally fucked yourself over. The mic came out of the, the little hole here. Don't make a fucking big charade out of it. Hey, the fucking man. statues and the fucking hat. You're fucking. Uh, in case you're wondering, alien wife, your dumb uh, kid. Jesus, Mahan. you thank Jesus. Come on, you're the Undertaker, man. No, he's Mark Calloway, the devil. dude. The Undertaker's dead. It's gone. Mark yeah. Calloway's making some fucking money now, baby. Never appearances and cameos that are 10 G's a piece. Come on. Uh, AEW Scooby Doo. <laughs> Grandma Blanche. <laughs> I hope you had a great birthday <laughs> from your son, uh, Brian. Do you do you remember when J. George started doing cameos? And he's like, oh, Melissa, this is from your friend Doug. Listen, he wanted me to tell you things aren't working out, so you should probably go back to the apartment and pack up your stuff. And I did not remember that. That's incredible. I just, I, I, I love it more when you would do the intros as other people. Who? <laughs> Tony, when Tony would do like the liners. Oh, those are no, real. No, 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 no. Those are real liners, Kev. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> hey, hey, this is Bret Hart. <laughs> you listening to the Shining Wizards? Eh? So, Kevin's questionably corporate. Yes, we're we're close. I have to I mean, I would love. We have to see. I don't. I don't go out as much on the weekends anymore, so I can watch SmackDown. I don't oh. go out on Fridays, so right. I can watch SmackDown. Well, stay tuned to see if Kevin turns yes. fully corporate. I will see. See how it goes. Uh. I know it was a full week of wrestling, but Tony, I think you watched what did you watch? NWA, MLW. What do you want to chat oh, about? I got both. I got I got a three count for both of them. We can go through them super fast. Where do you want to uh, start? Uh, let's start with MLW. Actually, MLW, MLW, MLW. Okay, Matt. We'll, the the first count. Microman was back on TV this week. He was in another six man luchador match. Uh, luchador with, match with, with normal people. Octagon Ooh. Jr. and Puma King, legends in Mexico. They okay, took so on our boy Gino Medino, Arez, and Mini Abismo Jr. Guess which Medino. team won the match? Uh, Micro Man. Yes, and he, he doesn't been... do the six. He doesn't do the six one nine. He does the six point one nine, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <sighs> Let me tell you something. This went through a second break. As bad as it was, people fucking love. Microman, everything he does, these people are exploding. Like they're seeing fucking like Austin Hogan, The Rock, Triple Hold H, on. Bruno, oh, all in one. Dude, I'm not even Did joking. You just no, 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 no. Did you just compare Microman to a combination? Yes. So you're I saying, did. yes, you're saying. Where's yes. Lisa? Lisa was there. 
So Lisa bought a ticket to the MLW show in Dallas. You're saying when she saw Microman, the energy that she would give if there was a single wrestler who was the who was who was the Rock Hogan Bruno all rolled the bro. pop would be gr- the greatest pop in all of wrestling, bro. bro. Pe- women, right, were, I'm surprised they weren't throwing panties in the ring, dude. That's how bro. fucking that's how frothy everybody was. There should have been loads and panties flying everywhere. That's how over my dude. I'm not even joking you. It is people love micro. Well, I mean, you get a little art going, you know. I saw a lot action. of, I saw a lot of Twitter with people taking photos with the micro, the mics. People love the micro man, dude. I'm not, like, not hyperbole, not at all. Okay, did all he right, pin so number two? Too? Did he? No, pin he Gino actually Medina? pinned. No, he actually pinned Mini Abismo Junior. So or Mini, yeah, Mini Abismo Negro. Sorry. Who's not exactly a mini. He's like Rey Mysterio size, but he's mini Abismo Negro. So I don't get it. Whatever. Was it like you must be this ri- tall to ride on this ride? And he was under that. So he be- he was a mini. Oh, he could fucking sneak on any ride. He goes like in the little purse area in the front. Like, you know, the little Velcro pouch they have. You could put your phone in your purse and all that shit. I think you could fit in that. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Okay. Um, What's your number two? Number two, Akiro Kwan wrestles Ken Broadway, who is making his debut. Apparently this guy is like a, uh, an East Coast guy. I yeah. heard of Ken Broadway. Okay, so yeah. you guys know him. Okay, I know Ken uh, Broadway very well. Cash flow, cash flow, Ken. Cash flow. That's Ken. it. Yeah, he was doing all the fucking off the top of, and shit and whatnot. House of Glory guy. So let me tell you this: he looked good, but this was perfect for Akira Kwan because he's been losing and getting his ass kicked a lot lately. He needed this win. He gets on the microphone and he calls. <laughs> he called fucking. He called Fatu a pussy. So Fatu comes out, starts kicking his ass. They go to the back. Mads Kruger jumps on him. Dude, Contra still exists. Akira Kwan and Mads Kruger are fucking lighting the fire and keeping this thing going. But Akira Kwan really needed this to reestablish himself, and it worked well. So now we get to the third count. EJ and Duka, the fucking dude, the judge. The beast. 5150 said, you get yourself a partner. We'll give you a tag title shot. Any guesses as to who EJ's partner was for this match? Teddy Hart. Close. Uh, I know because I uh, I have my finger on the pulse of everything. So, um, one King more Mo. Guess. King Mo. Close. No, not at all. Which one? Which uh, one was closer, Teddy Hart or King Mo? King Mo was closer. Probably King Mo. Yes. <laughs> Danny Guarini. Yes, close, but not enough. Um, it was actually Calvin Tankman. Ah. Calvin Tankman and EJ and Duca take on 5150. Rivera goes over the top. That's line, that's Danny Limelight. And he tries to take out Tankman, but he takes out Slice Boogie by mistake. They get him in the ring, and Duca hits a double Oklahoma stampede. Calvin Tankman does the fucking running shooting star press. Kevin, we got new MLW tag team champions. Oh, beautiful. 5150, Julius Smokes hitting the bricks. And fucking EJ and Duca and Calvin Tankman hold the gold now in the MLW. And it's wild because next week we got the Von Ericks against Father and Son Morton. And I guess, you, I guess the winners are going to go on for the tag titles. Not only that, Myron Reed is taking on TJP defending that middleweight championship. That's all next week. That's your MLW three count. Good show this week. Lots of other stuff, but please go check it out. Please go check it out. Check it out. I'm a, really, you're begging people to watch MLW? Dude, it was good this week. Aside mm-hmm. from the fucking, all the bullshit that goes around that fucking six-man match, Microman is over, dude. People love the Microman. 
All right, hit me with a three count for the NWA. Kevin. Oh, I'm here your for boy, you. Your boy Matt Cardona was talking shit about Tim Storm, calling him an old man and calling him out. That's right. Tim Storm said, fuck yeah, let's do it. We're getting Cardona and Storm. What do you mean, that's right, Kevin? So you think Tim Storm's an old man? Of course he's an old man. What do you mean? Really? If, Broski, if Broski calls him an old man, he's an old man. Oh, so Broski is the final say? You can't make your own assumptions here? That's right. That's right. Wow. No, he's an old man. I know he's an old man. We all know he's an old man. Would you Would you tell Tim Storm he was an old man to his face? 100% no. <laughs> my man. All right. Listen, I know where, I know where my bread is buttered. And dude, <laughs> it's it's tougher. It's tougher with NWA because we have power in USA and there's a lot of other good stuff, just like there was an MLW that you need to check out. Number two, though, for the count, Caprice Coleman makes his debut against Alex Taylor. Bro, awesome match. Alex Taylor, he's gonna be something if he wasn't something already. He's fucking talented. He's got a look. He's going to fucking be something, but Caprice Coleman looked amazing. Amazing. I like Caprice. Good shit. Good shit. Hit the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, all that stuff. He was fucking looking amazing. But the match that blew me away, Maddie. She's known as Just Maddie now. I'm sure you know who it is, Maddie Renkowski. Yeah. Yeah. Non-title match against Camille, bro. My jaw was fucking hitting the floor, dude. She is something else. She took it to Camille. She was fucking jaw jacking the crowd while she was beating up the NWA women's champion. This was a hell of a fucking match. This was so much better than it had any right to be because Maddie can fucking go. I mean, Camille fucking finishes academic with the spear, but still everything from the beginning to the end, fucking completely worth your while. Check that out. That was on power this week. Camille and Maddie Renkowski. Whoa, that's all I wrote in my fucking notes. <laughs> and here's the thing, right? So Maddie wears the fucking old Zack Ryder fucking one-legged tights, which I despise. And I didn't even mind that shit because the match was so good. That's because you're an old you man. The match is good. Dude, didn't care. Maddie can fucking go, dude. It was awesome. Awesome. Ooh, that's you your MLW3 count. Woo, woo, woo. You know it, T-Donk. I am all in for some Tim Storm, Matt Cardona, dude. My dear good close personal friend, shit. Matt Cardona. There you guy. go. That beautiful fig. Gorgeous. There you go. Nice. Uh, it's that time of the night, fellas. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. what, time, what time of night would that be? It's time for Kevin's Top Five. Got no, 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 no. No music for this. Do I? I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess I can give you this. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. So, big story of WrestleMania. A lot of people on night two were kind of critical of the main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and a lot of things on the show were better than that. So, this top five is a top five list of matches at WrestleMania that outshined the main event. So what are people talking about more than the final match on the show? So this is a top five for that. So it should be pretty easy. For all WrestleManias? All WrestleManias of all the times. Oh, Christ. Okay. You can start. You want to start or you want me to go? Uh, Austin Bret Hart at 13. Tony, you got a bell there. 
I do. Matt, Matt, coming in hot at number one. Whoa! Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is twofold. One, because it was the most monumental WrestleMania probably moment ever, and the fact that the main event was Undertaker Sid. So, no disrespect to those guys, but Austin Bret clearly was the match of that night. So that is number one. Matt coming in hot. Scratch this bad uh, boy off. Just as yeah, an Tony, aside, Tony, I, are you, I, you, you see it? Yes. You're watching Raw, bro. That. Woo. Bianca happened? Belair got fucking potatoed at some point yesterday. Her fucking left eye is shut, like purple and close. She don't even have her fucking fake eyelashes on that shit. Oh, not only that, dude. I'm sorry, Kev. I know we're taking away from your shit here. Not your shit. Your 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 good shit. Uh, good. Roman Reigns right. apparently dislocated his shoulder during the main event as well. Was that a true story? I saw pictures of that this morning, but I didn't do any deep. deep yeah, I'm not sure if that's real or not. Yeah, I don't know. It looked weird. They were showing some pictures. It looked like something was swollen or out of place or some shit. But anyway, Kev, I'm sorry, but not to not to take away from the list. Um, I'm gonna go with the classic. Let's go WrestleMania three, Savage Steamboat. T Don, WrestleMania three, Savage Steamboat is number three. All and right, I, I think I know what number two is. I hesitated putting this even on the list because at the end of the day, Hogan Andre was still a major, major deal. For sure. So like I don't know what people were talking about more at the time because, you know, I was like three, but um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's folklore. It's legend. It's the arguably the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. So that's number three. So you guys got number one and number three. Michael's razor at 10. All right. So Matt, Ooh. this did not make the original list, but oh, Right before we recorded, I thought about putting it on, but I couldn't think of which one to replace it with. Okay. It, it should be on the list, but it is not. So I'm not going to go. I have to go with what I originally put. That's fine. That's Razor fine. HBK is it. not. I know, but I am because it's literally, it should be on the list. Wow. It could, it, it could probably replace one of the two that I have here. Dunk. I would I would I would stick with that, but I'm gonna go with Hogan and The Rock from WrestleMania 18. Well Tom T Donk, you would be correct. Hogan and The Rock is number two from WrestleMania. Yeah, that's 18. the one I thought it was. There you go. That uh that could that, that could make a case for number one as well. But uh True there you that. go. Hogan Rock, WrestleMania 18, Toronto, uh Triple H, Jericho was of course the main event, but Rock and Hogan went on. Prior tremendous match. No, I like your number one. I think your number one is a great pick for number one. I think because I know Kevin. Mm, there we go. Randy Savage, Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8. No. Oh! Wow, all right. No, that is not on there. Um, wow. Yeah, that's not, that's not there. All right. I, I don't want to give my reasoning for it. Just yet. That's okay. How about we go another Randy Savage match, but this one against the Ultimate Warrior? That's why I didn't want to go with Randy Savage, Ric Flair. What number? That's number four. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Because Randy Savage was Randy Savage, Ric Flair was still for the world heavyweight, was still for the championship. And this one was right there. And, and this one, and, and, uh, Sid and Hogan had the return of the ultimate warrior. So there was a whole lot of stuff that was going on with that. 
But uh, Savage and Warrior, uh, you had the Elizabeth comeback. No one really remembers Hogan, Iron Sheik, uh, Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter in the main event uh, for seven. So this was definitely the main event for me. Warrior, Savage, retirement match, WrestleMania 7. So you're missing number five. Come on, Matt. You got this. Five. Which if I picked Razor at HBK, we'd be done by now. And it should be on the list. No, I think there's a lot of other choices that push that one off, though. Oh, man. Again, you got to remember the importance of the match versus the importance of the main event. Is it Flair Michaels? It is not. From 24? There's no, no, not. That's not that. Um, How about Brett Owen, WrestleMania 10? No. That's not it? Whoa! No, this I is... I thought for sure you would add Owen on the list. No. No, because it's... I mean, you had... That was Lawrence Taylor. No, that was WrestleMania 11. Oh, no. That will... Well, I already had a... 10 was uh well was... if I didn't put the ladder match on there, I'm not putting Brett Owen on there. Yeah, but I think because you said it had it had ramifications, I figured because Brett no, eventually I... won the main event. No, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. I could see you not including that. I I, I would thought for sure because it was an Owen moment that you would have went for it. No, no, no. I mean I, I know where I like where your head's at, but just no. Uh the first taker HPK 25. No. No, that's way. It's out. nothing. Kevin's it's nothing really in the current ish era, huh? Hmm. You wouldn't put Zack Ryder winning the IC title on this, no, would no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> no. I mean, I, tr- I trust. Him, I trust him on his opinions of Tim Storm, but not enough to put him on, <laughs> on this Oh, match. you dick! Oh shit! Um. We gotta have God. Tim Storm on the show one time. I've tried. I've tried. I've so <laughs> Fuck. Oof. All right. What are we? I'll give you. I'll give you. Um, a five WrestleMania buffer zone. Or. Now this might give it to us though. Yeah. No. Don't. Don't give it away. Just let us think for a second here. Okay. Huh. Bigger than the main event. And this is going to be tough because because you might think with the people that are that is it people, is it the is it TLC from seventeen? Tony, ring that bell. It is TLC from WrestleMania seventeen. Hardys, Dudley's, there you go. Edge and Christian. The main event is Rock and Austin. That we was that. a good pull. That was a good pull, Matt. Very good but pull. It was. It was this, Austin turned heel. Nobody really cared. It was silly and. And so people were talking about TLC the next day, even though Austin turned heel. So there that, it is. I, dude, I love this list. This was a great list. So here we go. Number five, just to recap. Number five, TLC from uh, WrestleMania 17. Number four, and this is the one that I probably would have replaced Razor with HBK with. Warrior Savage, WrestleMania 7, retirement match. Number three, Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man Manu Savage from WrestleMania 3. Number two, Coke Hogan. Oh, oh, oh. Versus The Rock from 18. And number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brett, the Hitman Hart. Boom. Love it. Love it. Good good top five from Kevin. Kevin's top five. A monthly feature here 
on the Wizards podcast. Uh, next week, we have Moses, uh, formerly of the Soldiers of Savagery, joining us. And the big deal, Craig Steele is going to drop by, the new SWF champion, uh, oh, to promote yeah. some dates. Um, Tony, I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go home yet, Tony. You what do you mean? You're not going home? home? I got it going home. Well, you're playing the Let's Go Home music. All right. I got it going home, too. All right. Kevin's scrambling. <laughs> my phone's at 1%. I got nothing. Well, my going home, the great Okan <gasps> is being honored for saving a 10-year-old girl from an assault. No kidding. He was outside of a train station. He saw a, uh, a man uh, harassing a 10-year-old girl. And uh, this 61-year-old man grabbed her by both shoulders, and the Great Okan stepped in and saved the day. And the Nakahara police honored him today with a letter of appreciation for his efforts. Did they did they put it in the paper as Great Okan? Or because <laughs> I mean, that would bro, be the icing a... on that would be the icing on the cake. <laughs> the article just says the Great Okan is being honored for having saved a girl from an assault. That's fucking awesome. Good on him. He has a huge week coming up. We have to discuss if we're picking the show on April 9th. This what a battle. What a great O'Connor. So uh, props <laughs> to the great O'Connor stepping in and doing the right thing. Saving a lady, a little kid. A little baby. I don't know if we talked about it last week. I don't seem to remember talking about it. But the man that we know is Dirty Dango, former WWE superstar fan Dango, announced he is retiring in the next few months. He's going to finish up all his dates with the NWA and everywhere else. And he's calling it a career. Matter of fact, when he talked to Chris Van Vliet recently, he said they were going to put the IC title on him at one point, but he was concussed in a match with Great Khali, didn't tell anyone, and wound up getting concussed by Kevin's boy, Zack Ryder, in a match at the Nassau Coliseum. And he was completely it. fucked up and... uh they say that that's probably the reason why he never won that championship because they passed it along to Curtis Axel a few weeks later. So there you go. Godspeed to Dirty Dango, who's calling it a career. And I tell you what, I, I'm going to miss the Dirty Sexy Boys. I like the team. I like what they're doing, and uh, it's unfortunate, but things go on, I guess. Uh, well, speaking of the Dirty Sexy Boys, this isn't much of a going home, but I, I guess it's just it was really cool to see JTG back on uh... – on on uh, the big stage, regardless of the, the reasons. Obviously, Shad deserved the honor that he got from WWE, but seeing him in there doing the, the crime time fist bump with Shad's kid and then being around for the whole weekend, uh, that was really cool to see. And I hope Shad is, and I hope, uh, well, obviously, I hope Shad is resting in peace, but I hope JTG is 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 happy and I hope maybe, maybe he gets another kick at the can here. You know what, dude? I we should have mentioned that earlier, and that's a great going home. Uh, yeah, just just the moment for uh, for JTG to have with Chad's kid. That's really fucking yeah. cool. That's and I really tweet cool. I tweeted about it when um, I thought that when Dana just introduced the inductee and not someone to when he when she introduced his wife and son, I thought, I well, who's inducting them? I thought they would be the ones that would come to accept the award, and JTG would induct them. But uh, no, but JTG came down to the ring with them. It was awesome. And JTG is the man. So, by the way, did anyone else catch the story about Nikki Bella um, asking her oh. thoughts about Vader going in the Hall of Fame? And she said she can't wait to hear stories. Yeah, I didn't Vader. either. I, I saw that, but I didn't really care about it. Come on, that's, a, that's an honest mistake. 
I don't know, man. It's still no, no, pretty no, no, funny, no. though. If I can ask fucking Drew Gulak about his past wrestling experiences and he's alive and this fucking Nimrod can say, I can't wait to hear the stories. No, nah, she doesn't get a pass. Fuck her. <laughs> big titted freak. If she didn't really know, if she didn't know that he was dead, then I mean, come on, do a little homework. But you can't do homework when someone's asking you a question on the spot. You're going to WrestleMania and you're going to be doing press for WrestleMania. You should know, you know, Hall of Fame is Friday night and the Taker's going in and Vader. I mean, I I don't don't know in in which context she was asked this or where she was asked this. I have no idea. So, but I mean, if she doesn't know, she doesn't know. And just say you don't know instead of looking like a moron. Well, she, they didn't ask, hey, did you know Vader's dead? Well, I mean, what do you say at that point? You kind of have to let it go. You can't call her out on it, right? You just kind of got to let it sit there. Again, you I didn't see it. I, I, I didn't see the clip. I didn't watch it or listen to it. So I have no idea how it went down. Just well, like when we week. had fucking, uh, like, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, the guy from the guy from Beyond, uh, Drew, Drew Cordero. Yeah, when he goes, oh, it's great to be back on the show. Matt goes, you've never been on our show before. Of course, <laughs> just like Sean Donovan. And I curse. Thanks for listening, buddy. <laughs> another, another guest who doesn't listen. But, but you I, see, but you were mature. You let it go. You didn't call sure. it out at that point. That's 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 the smart. Well, there was like uh, the 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 internet issue, so I didn't want to step all over him. Look, it's all I call anybody out. I don't give a shit. It's all in good fun. Just <laughs> having a good time over here. That's all. That's all you've been doing all night. Having a good Can't wait time. to hear talk to Bruno next week. We'll see what he's up to. Uh, oh boy. Next week, Moses, former Ring of Honor six man champion, the big deal, Craig Steele. Plus, down the aisle next week, which is people love down the aisle. They fucking. I know it's catching on. And, I, and Tony, I know you're off Twitter, but I just want you to know I give you all the credit. That was your idea. That's your gimmick. People fucking love down the aisle. Evil Evil Snack is the best. Oh, Evil Snack fucking made it everything, dude. That was awesome. On on uh, April 18th, Tony will be out of state. It'll be me and Kevin, Big F and Vin at 9. Lash LaRue from WCW joins us at 8 o'clock. Plus, we're going to do a little Wizards Rewind. On the 25th, Tony's back. Billy Starks will be joining us. Kevin will be defending the Can You Beat That Championship against Kevin Rogue. From whoa, uh, from our the Friday night uh delight uh, aisle that we did, and I will get the proper, I will, I will properly plug his podcast right now. I am a fucking master. Yeah, you're kind of a mess tonight, dude. Really am, man. I don't know what is wrong with me. Duke, Duke and Rogue. Where is it? The year of Duke and Rogue. Uh, the year of Pod on Twitter. Kevin does that show uh, where they review old school. Uh, wrestling uh, shows right now they're in WCW, uh, so check it out. Um, man, I'm a disaster. I'd like to take this time to remind everybody that we are the Shining Wizards, shiningwizards.com. Find us everywhere at Wizards Podcast, support the Patreon. Don't forget. For as little as three dollars a month, you get access to the archive. We've got the latest crossword puzzle from Inside the Ropes, as well as a watch along from the Logan Paul Miz and Mysterio's tag match from just two nights ago. And you get the entire archive. How can you beat it? You can't. Three dollars, people. Come on, spend that it. shit. It's worth it. That's That's right. Are we picking this New Japan show next week? We Let's... could talk about that off air. 
<laughs> yeah. We could talk about uh, Look, I'm the new Japan expert, so it doesn't matter to me. It's all with whether Kevin wants to lose the lead or not, you know. Or you guys are no tied. lead. We're tied. Well, yeah, but I mean, we both have the lead. So if I do better than Kevin being the new Japan expert, then Kevin will lose the lead, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm a math magician. I know how these words work. About it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, thinking, thinking. I'm thinking it's time to say goodnight, Gracie. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it tonight, you fuckers. <laughs> Not going to lie. I respect that. <laughs> Good night, everyone. I respect you, Booker.